1: My Rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Truth Seeker and or its affiliates are not responsible for any strange phenomena that may occur during or after listening to this podcast, which may include the following. Heightened senses of awareness. Psychic abilities. UFO sightings. Alien contact. Time loss. Out of body experiences. Ringing in the ears. ESP. Lucid dreaming. Increased synchronicities. Astral. Stronger Intuition, Levitation, Miraculous Healings, and on remote viewing. Please be advised to listen at your own discretion. Won't you come,
2: come.
3: Jake!
4: Into the Truth Seeker podcast. Cargos, psychics, everything's ungodly, dark saddish. Streaming live at TruthSeeker.com.
5: She's not a Christian.
4: Give it up, y'all. Your portal to the paranormal, esoteric, and all things spiritual.
0: She's tampering in dark saddish stuff.
4: And now, your host, Truth Seeker.
3: Yo, what is up, ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Truth Seeker. This is the Truth Seeker podcast. Excited and delighted to be with you guys. As always, man, we cover all things spiritual. We're going to do the same thing. If it's you're doing something that's working, keep doing it. Don't change. Don't deviate. Keep doing it. Now You can branch out a little bit, but make sure you're doing that thing that's working. Listen, we cover spirituality. I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about these topics. And the beautiful thing about it is my guests are passionate about it, too. And they hold a piece of the puzzle. They have a piece of the pie. Everybody brings their pieces together and it formulates a picture. I'm passionate. My guests are passionate. And most of you guys who are listening are passionate about this subject as well. And we all bring something to the table, man. So shout out to all of you guys who are watching live. Shout out to everybody who's listening on the podcasting apps, man. You guys are troopers. Thanks so much for riding with me and my guest. This platform, my music. My book that's out, uh, man, everything that we're doing, like so much stuff that we got going on, wear so many hats. But uh, I want to say a huge thank you also to everybody supporting my work via Patreon. We're listener funded, listener supported. It doesn't exist to this extent without your help. Thank you for believing believing in my work and partnering with me. It, it means the world to me and my family. Thank you. Uh, shout out to some of the latest patrons within the last week or so. I'm going to give a shout out to... Ryan Latach. Ryan, thank you for coming on. You're awesome. Joel Lambert. Again, Joel is the guy from Manhunt. He was on all of these uh, movies and, and, and television shows in Hollywood, and we had him on last week to talk about his experience with uh, Ibogaine and psychedelics, DMT. That changed his life. He saw God and lived. To tell the story he brought us with us on on that journey if you ha- haven't had a chance to listen to that go back and listen to the episode that i did with joel lambert the guy was in tears talking about this psychedelic adventure and uh it changed his life it wrecked him he's not the same and uh he did a great uh job of describing it and taking the get taking the audience with him on that experience so good but he became a patron right after the interview i love it uh shout out to you joel Linda Caldwell. Thank you for coming on, Linda. You're awesome, too. Life Abundant. Thank you for coming on. Life Abundant is actually Daniel Thornness, who I interviewed right after. And uh, he's, a, he's a, a good friend, Christian Mystic, uh, really deep individual. Interviewed him, and then he became a patron right after, too. It's pretty cool when that happens. And last but not least, shout out to Brad. Thank you for coming on, Brad. All of you guys, and special thank you to everybody who has been supporting for months, days, weeks, years. People have been like in the background supporting financially like for years, since the conception of, of me starting a podcast or me starting Patreon. You guys are awesome. Those names are scrolling across the bottom of the screen if you're watching on video. If you're listening, you have to go watch a live video. Watch the YouTube replay to, to see your name pop up. So many people. Um, Go to patreon.com backslash truth seeker to get access to uh, a bunch of really cool behind the scenes stuff. There's extra podcasts. There's interviews. There is uh, Thursday night School of the Mystics, which we're now doing one Thursday a month, the last Thursday. So you get access to that. Sunday morning breath work and meditation, which has been powerful, amazing, small group of people, but I I look forward to that. It's really a beautiful way to start the week. Um, So we do that. There's a level of of that. uh, Guided meditations. Mine are a little bit different. They are interactive. There's voice actors that greet you and say hello along the way. You get access to those too. bunch of really cool stuff. My entire discography and more. Go to truthseeker.com. go to patreon.com backslash truth seeker to check it out also we've got a retreat coming up the retreat is november the 20th with myself and illuminati congo for those of you who are interested in that we'll be in the mobile alabama area reset refresh and renew so we'll be going out into the woods we'll be um just connecting with one another connecting with nature connecting with the great spirit god father mother uh, whatever you want to call it and we just have a great time doing kundalini yoga breath work we'll be doing a cacao ceremony shamanic snuff for those of you who are interested in that Hape is what it's called and uh we go out ce5 stargazing summoning ufos i like the word summoning because it's sexy but it's more of an asking it's just asking hey are you guys out there Will you say hello it's pretty much what it is people ask me all the time what do you Are you summoning? Are you summoning? No, we're just asking and they just kind of come by kind of thing. But yeah, check it out. Truthseeker.com for all of that information. There's only a couple of tickets left. Make sure you check it out. Without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into today's discussion. This is the second one for today. But my guest right now is Carl Vibe, a.k.a. Carl the Crusher. What up, brother? Welcome to the Truthseeker podcast, man.
6: Hey, Truth. How you
3: doing? I'm well, man. I'm well. Been been talking, talking all day, talking all morning, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna talk dope. some more. We're gonna get it in. This is what we do, man.
4: <laughs>
6: that sounds good. Getting it out there. Yeah, I'm trying to do the same. So it's a pleasure to be on the show. I'm uh, honored to be here. Thank you very much.
3: Yes, sir. You are the host of Arrival with Carl Vibe, and you're you're wearing the podcasting hat now, and uh, and a uh, uh, YouTuber wearing that hat. You wear many hats. Um, yeah. I, uh, I seen your, your, your main channel, 3 million subscribers, um, to- a bunch of toy stuff, a bunch of games with your kids and fun stuff. You know what I'm saying? So you're wearing many hats because you're, you got that YouTube channel and then you got this new one that you're starting and you're a podcaster and you're into a lot of different things, man. Just kind of give a quick overview who you are what you bring to the table and i'm sure we'll be all over the place because i got a lot of questions and i know we have a lot of stuff in common too so let's just dive in bro
6: you bet let's go uh so yeah in 2009 got started on youtube um honestly doing a weight loss thing i I wanted to join a a community because i lived in a small town uh and to kind of hold myself accountable and get outside and do stuff like that ended up making a lot of friends and uh, doing really well with it, and by the time the weight loss competition was over, I had you know around like three thousand subscribers and a lot of friends, and uh, some of them were still doing stuff, so I kept going, uh, and it turned into like this quest where I met a few people who were doing it full time, uh, and at the time I was doing social work, I was a social worker doing counseling with juveniles at a juvenile correction center. Uh, Full time and going to college and everything, Um, and so to me it was like escaping the matrix this idea of being able to work from home. uh, With my family, you know with my kids for myself as my as my own boss and run my own company and and do it do something that I love to do and so. In the beginning, it was all about experimentation and exploring, like what would work and what wouldn't, what was fun. And I was just trying to learn how to edit, learn how to do filming, and just experimenting a lot. Took about three years before it finally like clicked, and I got monetized, and then it started to to roll, and the whole family got behind it, and then uh, eventually became a full time way of life. But uh, where we're doing YouTube full time, but following trying to do it as a career to get out of. What I was doing, we got into chasing after the trend pockets, you know, like all the yeah. toys, the games, the family content, the s- making slime, doing a mm-hmm. swimming pool. My daughter stuff. is
3: in She probably knows who <laughs> you are. I gotta ask her for sure. Yeah, Watch those videos together for sure.
6: Yeah, we'd build like you know escape rooms and have our kids try to get out of them and fun stuff like that. You know, like really cool family entertainment stuff. But honestly, the whole time, I honestly tried to do like. Uh, go camping and look for bigfoot or look for ufos and get into different things like that and it never really resonated with the audience but now it's kind of gotten to the point to where um i'm ready to make that jump i'm i've shifted over so that big channel that was all family stuff i'm still doing it but my kids are older now they're all teenagers my oldest son and i we just went up to like vernal utah right between skinwalker ranch and blind frog ranch and did like a whole paranormal investigation of a haunted hotel up there together. So he's like old enough to do more cool adult stuff. So we're transitioning into that now. And then uh, on top of that, uh, backing it up with the podcast, I just listen to him all the time and I'm way into it. Mm -hmm. And I can't, you know, when you're involved in it, you get a lot of ideas or philosophies of your own, and my yeah. brain gets going like crazy, and I wanna throw <laughs> my own my own ideas out there. So yeah, I started my own podcast, Carl Vibe, and uh, still do the entertainment stuff, but now it's more like going out and doing exploring Area 51, going and looking in mysterious caves, trying to piece together the ancient petroglyph mysteries around the region, cool stuff like that. So that's awesome. yeah, that's what we're doing full-time and uh, just doing it from home, it's great heck, yeah,
3: man, um, like well, like you said, I mean that the you know the the kid stuff that you that you did and that you do a lot of them kids are growing up, so you know the kids who watched Logan Paul, they've kind of grown up with him, you know, my daughter was growing up with him, she still watches some of his stuff, but it's not it's not the same. It was like every day after school. We got to watch the latest logan paul video there was one every day and i'm sure right you talked about the trends like you had to feel it we had to have a new video we had to keep giving them something to to watch and uh and those kids are growing up so now like you said just as your kids are growing up we can take you on a, an um, adventure into a haunted house or a haunted mansion or uh, stargazing and ufos and all that crazy stuff which is cool you've turned your you've turned your your passion. And your purpose i would say into your profession and uh, i went on a long rant earlier this morning about being able to do that and 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 how everyone can do that and how the world is changing and the internet and those kind of things and finding your audience and stuff so man anybody who gets to wake up and live their truth and do what they love for a living man that's that's really where it's at because you it's your authentic self nobody's you know pulling your your hair or your arm to make you do this like this is out of passion and it actually pays the bills you know there's what more can you ask for right
6: yeah definitely i've lived on both sides of it i've gone from you know everything from the social work working for the state Mm -hmm. to telemarketing jobs to everything and you know working for yourself is no cakewalk it's it takes a lot of energy a lot of effort you know sometimes i'll only get four hours of sleep and I I'll do a lot of editing myself because I just want to get it right, you know? And so when your passion, sometimes can really wear you out over a decade, you know what I mean? Exhaust yes, you. But so you really also, it, it becomes a refining thing for me. You know, I grew up doing martial arts and karate and I used to instruct and teach actually karate lessons to people and stuff. So there's something about the art of self-refinement, uh, And working for myself and the Mm self-discovery process that I just don't necessarily appreciate working in just a box, like a cubicle environment somewhere else where I'm just given a a script or a job to do and follow a policy. Having this the creative canvas of being able to film and do whatever I want or talk about whatever I want or come in the middle of the day on your show and talk about what whatever we want, you know, is uh, yeah, it really is like a different level of uh freedom and self-expression to do that but it takes everything that you have and that's yes. the thing is you got to be able to be really self-aware and identify where your weak spots are and be really honest with yourself if you're self-egotistical or delusional you're just going to embarrass yourself for years and i've done that you know but yeah. uh yeah it's it's cool i i think if you can find that it's uh, worth it if you can find a way to work mm-hmm. for yourself or take a chance it's you know i think it's riskier to not take the chances a lot of times you just sit in one spot and not go anywhere so yeah i've really run after it yeah uh, yeah
3: so how long have you been doing it now full-time
6: well i started in 2009 i'd say i've been going full-time for about six years yeah great that's awesome bro um so yeah so so yeah it was uh
3: you had to keep showing up and you had to work long hours and long days and I have to you know, I tell a story where like um I wanted it so bad, but my job was so demanding i drove a I drove a, a truck for a living and uh I had to get up at one thirty in the morning to be there um by two thirty three o'clock we had to clock in and, and be on the floor working and we'd load our trucks and we'd go for the day and sometimes I would go out uh, clock in at three thirty uh three and then clock out at uh sometimes nine ten eleven o'clock at night, some of the long yeah. longer days. Um, every day wasn't that long, but most of them were pretty long. So it was a gamble, whether traffic was bad or what time I was getting in. Um, and I would book podcasts. I had a podcast that I started, you know, and I was reaching out to guests and much like you, you know, being a, a, a connoisseur of podcast and all things paranormal. I listened to a lot of, uh, coast to coast AM and I would mm-hmm. drive my truck and listen to 16 hours of coast to coast AM. And I got questions. You know, Trisha McKinnon, Jordan Maxwell, big name people. And yeah. uh, I would write down questions and I was like, you know what? I started my podcast. Let me email them and see if they'll come on and talk to me. And they would. And I had to hurry up and get back because they were booked to talk to me at 7 o'clock. But my GPS has me getting back at 8 eight o'clock. Oh, Got to okay. step on it. Got to step on it. Hey, can you uh, can I put it off an hour? I'm, I'm ha- working as fast as I can. Mind you, getting up at 1.30. The podcast is at seven because of traffic. I'm not getting home till eight or nine. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm texting and driving, not supposed to. Hey, uh, you know, we're trying to make it happen. Let's do it. And I'm just excited. I got all these questions. I'm even listening to more interviews with them in the truck and I'm coming up with new questions. I mean, you know, in this long right. day, I can't wait to get home and it's pushing it back. It's pushing it back. And in some of those days, there was a lot of them. I would come home, and you know, I'd get in at nine. And the guests would wait on me. I'd walk in the door. I'd kiss my wife and kid. Love you guys. I'd sit down at the the desk, go live. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Truth Seeker Podcast. Today's guest is so-and-so. And And literally, got up at 1.30, clocked in at 3, came home at 9. We're doing a podcast. When it's your passion, when it's your purpose, listen, uh, the energy helps you. The passion and and the purpose, it serves you. But you got to show up. Right. Because there's people who aren't. And when it comes to standing out, when it comes to consistency, listen, it would have been better. Listen, I'm gonna go to sleep. I need to sleep. Those right. I could I could barely formulate a sentence back then. I was so tired. You know, but hey, it's those nights, it's those, those moments that make us who we are, that say, I think God, I think the universe is like, hey, they want it
5: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: They want it. You know what I'm saying? So let's give it to them. Let's pour fire on that gasoline, you know? Oh, gasoline. Yeah, you,
6: you lean into it heavy like that. Yeah, like when I was back doing social work full time at the juvenile correction center there at the end, I was like, okay, I... I want to graduate college, but I also got to keep this YouTube thing going. And so I had like so many irons in the fire. I was working full time, so I went and requested to switch over to full time midnight shifts, right? So then I'm on graveyards for two years straight. So I go into work uh, like at, at 10 PM. I get off at like 7. Then I was taking 24 credits a semester, which is insane. That's like mm. two semesters crammed into one. Usually you only take like 14. Mm. I was taking like 24 uh credits a semester. So oh, I would <laughs> get off I would get off of work and go straight to college and then get home in the afternoon and you know eat dinner, spend just like a, a minute with my family. And then we would go like film and I would go film videos for YouTube to try and keep that alive, that dream alive, and get maybe you know four or five hours of sleep and then go back to work and have to do all my homework at work. And try to stay awake while i was doing checking the cells and keeping kids from committing suicide and everything man it was wild so you know it took its toll on me in other ways it was a trade-off in other ways but you're right it was like instead of sitting in a box just being all internal about my conditions and my circumstances suddenly you see something bigger than yourself that you find yourself in like wow this is a big something i want to be a part of that i'm at the front of, and you feel like you're, I felt like I was at the beginning of a huge wave that was coming. I could tell that YouTube was gonna be huge and nobody was really doing it back in 2009. So somehow deep down, it was like, I knew better. I just knew better. I didn't care if people were saying, you're an embarrassment to the family with making these comedy videos. I didn't care, like, cause I, I knew, you know, just somehow deep down, there was a deeper wisdom that just wanted to keep going. Um, and some of it, you know, created a mess over the years where I've, now I've had to pick up the pieces and you, and now it's more like this refining of my craft, you know, trying yeah. to like wipe the clates, the, the slate clean. Uh, let's stop doing entertainment, kids content stuff. And let's try to find who I really am and see if I can actually do it and even do it by myself, even without having my family have to be there all the time. And like, so it's just always evolving and never sitting still and And you can't sit still because even when you try to just do the same thing the apps and the platform and the policies and the and the trends constantly change on you so you have to keep moving and keep running and keep hustling when the the real trick is to keep uh your heart in it you know keep your head in it to keep keep from getting into this toxic relationship with it to where uh becomes something that you dread doing uh, and you learn how to just stay in that flow state with it where you're thriving and doing well and taking care of yourself and doing it with just a few ingredients as possible to get as much done as possible you yeah. know and re- man that's a big refining process that takes years and years you know you have to put in that ten thousand hours like they say and remembering you why remembering
3: why you got started never forget you know because because it it quickly changes and becomes about other things money too money plays a part. Well, there's not no money in these paranormal videos, but there is money in unboxing, a new toy. Let's do the toy videos. Hold on. I'm not going back to what is safe. I'm going to pay the bills. We're taken care of. This is the passion. This is what we're building, right? I've, and then that's part of the, I think the hero's journey anyway, to you to step out from what's safe. I look at, I'm a Bible person. I love the scriptures. I just, I know them like crazy, but you see Peter stepping out of the boat. Jesus yeah. is walking on the water. Hey, come out here with me. I we're gonna sink. You never say if I can do it, you can do it. Okay. Jumps he steps in the water. I'm walking on water. I'm walking on water. Like it's about, you know, being called out to the depths of, of what is possible. And if you don't try it, you'll never know what you can do unless you take that step forward. And it's not it's stepping out of what's comfortable. It's the boat. We've never walked on water before. Which I'm if I can do it, you can. It's a cool thing about what we're doing. If I can do it, you can. I'm trying to pay it forward. Listen, I want to bring as many as as I can with me, have us all live in our passion. Everyone happy, everyone complete. And being an example is like the hugest part of that, man. So shout out to you for what you're doing and giving the tutorials and all that cool stuff, man. That's what it's about.
6: Thanks. Yeah. And you're right. That the analogy with the, the lesson with Peter, it's like the lesson is, is where, where his focus was and his, attention was in the presence was in that deeper wisdom and knowing that like, this is possible without any questioning or overthinking and just and proceeding forward in that flow state, you know. But as soon as you second guess or start looking down and being like, "What the hell am I doing on the yeah, water?" you know, yeah, yeah. then all of a sudden you fall in, <laughs> you know, which is what happened to him. For and sure, then, you know, and it happened oh, to us. I'm sure it happened to me. To grab him. Yeah, to me. so you, yeah, it's that perpetual thing of like finding yourself in the balance and on the surface, and then when you sink, recognize it, and then pulling yourself back up. And you, yeah, it's a whole thing. But so much of that is within ourselves. You know, it's not even about the weight really
3: yeah we're always focused on the, cir- the circumstance and the situ- situation i'm focused on the bill or insurance that's a big reason you know home you know my job has great insurance and a great parking well you're living to die you live in yeah. the insurance just in case you're living in case you get hurt in right. case you get cancer in case you get whatever that's a no way that's not the yeah. way i want to i not how i wanted to live so that's a big thing that's a that's a giant standing in your way. That is winds and waves that say, hey, ain't no, ain't no insurance in this YouTube thing. You know what I'm saying? Versus you yeah. got a good dental man. We'll take care of your teeth. You know, Damn my teeth. <laughs> I'll like, yeah, take care of my teeth, you know? So, right. Count the costs, right?
6: Yeah. And you learn how to do kind of like, like I said, I did grew up doing karate and stuff. You learn these metaphors and lessons that you apply to other areas. So like right now I'm doing a lot of, like financial judo, I would call it. I've used that analogy where like, I'm like, okay, well, I could keep making these kids entertainment videos and bringing in big, big, uh, big brand deals for Mm -hmm. sponsors and things like that and raking in money. Or I could really simplify my life, sell this house, downsize, move into the country a little bit, get some acreage, change up my content style and be completely out of debt. And then that little bit feels like just as much as I had before with half the effort doing what i actually love and so you just start to learn how to take all that pressure Mm. and instead of let it crush you you pivot it turn it on its own head flip your investment downsize and Mm. then you just find a way out you know my dad taught me that he's like it doesn't matter how anybody gets you or pins you down or where you find yourself there's always an opening there's always a way there's always something if you're if you're calm and you look for it you know And so you just have to stop and take the pressure and as an indicator and not a devastator, (laughs) you know? Well, you've been there before,
3: so it's a little bit more familiar. You know it's an option, you know there's a way out. There's most people listening to this, they don't see a way out, they don't see a way to do it. You've been there before, but you know, as, as hard as it was, you know, that first step out of the boat is as hard as it was, you know, 10 years ago. You know, making mm-hmm. those 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 decisions, uh, making the next decision, right? It, it's just as hard. Um, it gets familiar. There's contrast to it. There's like, okay, I've been here before, so I know where. You know, we can discern the seasons, is what the scripture says. Like, I know what's coming, and I know how to handle it. I know how to brace myself mm-hmm. so that 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 I don't. You know, we're able to keep our head above water, even if we do sink. My head is still above water, and I'm okay. I'm just a little wet. Um, so cool, and I, I love. Trust me, I love this passion stuff. We're gonna get into the. We're gonna get into the the the, the UFO stuff, the paranormal stuff, which which you cover Definitely. on the podcast. I'm ready to to dive dive right in into it here in, in a minute. But um, man, being able to do it and and encouraging people, it's so it's so worth it. Um, but it is hard work. You know, if it wasn't, then everybody would all, already be doing it. But find out that thing that you're passionate about, and if it is UFOs. I mean, whatever it is, like there's tutorials on YouTube on how to do it. Yeah. Talking earlier, like I've been, we've been doing home renovations and I'm not a home renovations guy at all, but I'm having to be, we got a house, you know, and there's things I can pay money that I don't have right now to try to hire somebody, or I can look it up and buy the parts at cost and do it myself. And I've been Googling and looking up every tutorial on everything that we're doing, which is a lot, but it's been cool. I did the same thing about podcasting. I quit listening to Joe Rogan and Coast to Coast. And I started listening to E on Fire, Entrepreneur on Fire, a podcast that teaches you how to podcast. I want to be the best. I want to know what quality, what format I want to you learn stuff that you're not going to learn listening. Now, Joe Rogan and Coast to Coast and right. all those guys probably have went to school and got trained and, and took courses and all that. But if that's what you want to become an expert in and that's what you want to do you need to learn everything about it you know
6: yeah it's the difference between sitting and watching movies in your living room and going to actual acting class and getting involved in the theater you know Mm -hmm. you got to do it you got to get in the mix and you got to get involved and stuff like you said you reach out to these people early and you feel like a fish out of water they feel like man this is a big a A list guests that i would love to get on my show and i'm a nobody and then they say yes and you're like holy crap and you realize the big secret is that everybody all the way up through this whole pretend societal hierarchy and social class system they're all just dudes they're all just people (laughs) like you and i they don't they don't know and you know and if they there's stuff that you you know and from your experience that would blow their mind that they have no idea how to do and it just Everybody lives in their own little universe of expertise. And like you said, it's just a matter of finding that. And that's what I kind of realized too, and why I'm making this jump now, is I've lived a whole life that has been involved, whether I like it or not, with kind of pseudo paranormal spiritual experiences throughout my life and different things like that, that I've had to struggle with and come to terms with over the years. And being able to finally do that as a way of life is, Turn it the whole thing around, you know, and that's kind of the whole thing is that I don't care if it is big or successful at this point. I'm going to find a way I just want to I want to do it the way that I want to do it and pivot into it and find the answers and and get it out there. And the only way to do it is just to not be afraid and just have to be willing to learn, 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 learn and not stop, be willing to get it wrong, be willing to have the live stream crash and reset and just keep trying. And just grind, you know. You just got to grind ahead, Trust but it me. is worth it. I think it's worth it when you finally have those moments. I think that's mm-hmm. why I, you know, call my podcast arrival Is you have those moments of epiphany where you look back and you realize, like, uh, the reason, or you realize that you've got where where you were supposed to get, and you have that moment where you're like, oh, I understand now why I went through all that, and it makes sense. And then everything else in between that is trying to get back to that moment of feeling like ah, like this is, this is it. This is what I'm doing it for, you know? And, and what is yeah. that? What is that in us that drives us to do that? Cause sometimes it can become a distortion too, you know?
3: Yeah. I mean, you're saying you got to learn, learn yourself. And, um, and it, it is, you know, this exploration and stuff, cause then you start finding out that it was never your boss to begin with. It was always you, right? Cause now you're your boss. And when yeah. you don't want to work or you're just half, ass in it or whatever um it comes out it comes out in the wash so you got to deal with it or it's going to fall apart you have a problem with consistency you have a problem with self-sabotage you're running everybody off of out of your life you know because now everything does right on your shoulders you don't just go to you don't get to go to somebody else's job and just punch in and and hide i've done it for years and people still do it you go hide you punch in you do what you got to do see you later and Go hide in the corner or wherever you got to go to do your own thing on the job. And, uh, you know, every little thing, you know, comes up. You know, why why is this not successful? Can you do more? Do you study and learn to show yourself approved that you're able to take this thing to the next level? One of the most interesting things about starting something like this or, or any business really is that anybody can start one, but not everyone can keep it up. That's a big thing. That was huge for me. It's like, you know, again, you're talking about I lost my passion. I'm not passionate about UFOs anymore. You know, I'm not passionate about this anymore. Well, my audience is and I need to act like I am at least or something. But the, the, the best thing is to is to try to regain that passion, at least in some sense, or let it evolve versus don't have it anymore. If mm-hmm. not, you just hang it up and uh, to continue to grow, to continue to burn for those the reasons why you got started. You know, and that's a big one, being able to continue what you started. Not everybody can, you know.
6: Yeah, that's usually what it's about. You know, like if you lose the passion for it, like you're uh, really driven at one point and that inevitably is going to fade or the game is going to change on you and to where it becomes a grind instead of successful or it's not as easy for the amount of effort you're putting in all of a sudden. And it kind of gets lopsided on you and gets a little harder than you expected. But then, uh, yeah usually what happens is you just forget the reasons or forget the essence of it. Like if I lose my interest in the UFOs and the paranormal, it's usually because I've gotten so busy with the regular day-to-day life that I haven't been spiritual or meditating or introspective or mindful. Mm-hmm. I haven't been sitting taking the time to sit outside and be a, uh, mindful and philosophical and contemplative as I look at the stars or taking the time to do my spiritual work or anything. And so but when I get to the core of that, usually it takes like a breaking point. I reach a point where I realize I've overdone it now. I'm off track. Things aren't going well I'm out of my rhythm. I'm not happy. The job isn't fun anymore. And then usually it's as simple as ditching all the crap I was doing and just going back to that core back to the heart of it you know like for me the entertainment stuff with the kids was just like like making my kids laugh with a joke and catching Mm -hmm. it on camera is like this precious memory i can go back and watch and if i can cut all the bs out and just focus on that then then pretty everything else kind of just takes care of itself if you know once you get the skills there you know once Mm -hmm. you get the the uh, everything intuitive about how to run the camera and do all the rest of it. You just have to show up at some point, and not overthink it, which is finally where I feel like I'm finally getting But man. Yes, (laughs) you got to go through the wood chipper to get there. Yeah, man. well, if you still
3: if you're doing if you're taking inventory, like you said, if I'm doing those things that I started, remember the first works, what did I do? What got me into this? Let me revisit it. Well, you ain't been stargazing. You know, I'm writing songs about stargazing, but I haven't stargazed and I'm doing interviews about spirituality about UFOs and aliens. You ain't done it. Go out and do it and watch what happens. Boom. I'm reminded. Wow.
6: Yeah, for me at the core Yeah, for for me at the core, when I first got it, it was like, I think if I could, I could lose weight. If I got a camera and I was like holding myself accountable, but not only that, I actually had this whole conversation with the family at the time with my wife and kids. I was like, I think if we got a camera and we started uploading to the internet that it would be like, it would get us outside. It would get us mm-hmm. instead of watching TV, we'd be making it, we'd be going out and it would get us out doing stuff. And man, we went everywhere. Like I've been all over the place and it's opened up the whole world to me uh so cool and so again that's what i'm doing you know i find you're taking myself...
3: it with you into the others, other stuff that you learn right you're taking it into you follow yeah. it. you're taking it into the paranormal for sure
6: yeah no because yeah because i find myself now i'm like man i don't love what i'm doing anymore and then i return to like well that's because i need to go look for bigfoot again you know mm-hmm. i want to go out and camping i haven't i've been i get stuck in this thing behind the computer and i want to get out there and, and scare myself a little bit in a paranormal encounter and and feel alive again and so sometimes you just have to like go swim with the sharks and wake yourself up a little bit or throw yourself in the octagon and get punched a little bit and just get back I into life love to taste the blood i remember why. yeah man just get back into life and just get into it and challenge yourself a little bit and realize why it's fun you know yeah man
3: that's so good and uh, we could just keep going into that. Listen, guys, we, we've we've done the first segment and, and most of you guys are listening to this uh, because you want to talk about some really deep, paranormal, far out stuff. We're about to get into that. I'm about to pick his brain. We're about to go deep. But I think this was for somebody, for sure. There's a younger, the younger versions of ourselves who are listening to this. Hey, man, here's how you do it. Don't give up. Greater things are yet to come. Boom. I believe in you. Listen, I needed somebody to tell me that. That's what it's about. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to go to a short commercial, but we'll be back on the other side of the break with Carl Vibe because I got to talk to you, man. You got a video here right up my alley, how to make contact with aliens and extraterrestrials i gotta pick your brain we gotta explore it because i do that and that's what i I love to do And, and it reminds me of why i got started and we did this thing we'll be back right after this with carl vibe on the truth seeker podcast ladies and gentlemen
4: i've seen elementals i've had one-on-one experience with elementals i don't know exactly what they are all i know is what to call them but i have i've had incidents where i have been in the company of elementals they're spirit creatures like fairies and uh, the irish are very big on talking about the the different fairies and the different magical little creatures leprechauns i have seen gnomes and leprechauns and fairies these are what we call the elementals they they are legitimately life forms but they don't live in the world you do they live in a different kind of world an elemental world but we call them the elementals That's uh it's quite a subject life outside of being a human what is life like in the spirit world and that's what you're talking about in your book
3: i explore these concepts and more in my new book spirit realm angels demons spirits and the sovereignty of god forward by jordan maxwell available now at truthseeker.com
2: Hi folks, I'm Santos Bonacci and I am now tuned in to The Awakening. Music is one of the most powerful expressions of truth that we have. It is a very powerful consciousness expander and a great medium for transmitting truth. Check out the work of Truthseeker at truthseeker.com for some great and powerful consciousness expanding
0: music.
3: Self-medicated, I was got to play the psilocybin I know they hate it, but mother nature prescribed it Look what they mean while meditating in silence Step into the inner core, get them through the iris job
0: Aloha, how to you That's what's good, thank you Troop seeker says, what's up? What's up? seeker and myself, we had a deep ass conversation It was a long ass time, about I had one I went off <laughs> I went crazy I <laughs>
4: the truth seeker podcast it's the best podcast i mean it really is i've heard a he and his is the best they debunk the prophecy saying i was your president i'm not i'm really not but keep listening and you will learn something cool i'm sure of it like really sure you're listening to the truth seeker podcast now back to the show
1: this is it don't get scared now
3: all right ladies and gentlemen we're back with carl vibe carl the crusher um your video man how to make contact with extraterrestrials aliens is this something that you've done before are you you're giving a tutorial i haven't watched the video but but it but the title intrigued me man what is what, what is that about
6: that was an interview that i did with a guest who uh has a lot of apparent uh claims of contact uh with extraterrestrials and so we did have a conversation of her level of depth as far as of that contact and how to do it uh as far as myself personally yes i've uh used methods like that you mentioned the ce5 and the, in the intro that you guys are going to go and do that, which, by the way, I would love to do that. I need to look up your retreat schedules and all that stuff. I want to come and hang out with you guys and do yeah, some yeah, of that and love to have go you. do it. So, yeah, the methods that I use, so CE5, uh, I do have that and I have tried it to me. Uh, I kind of came into this a little bit more with the predecessor to CE5, which I believe is more the gateway program that came out of the Monroe Institute. Okay. Uh, so the monroe institute was founded by bob monroe or robert monroe and he kind of started at the same time as the stanford institute was doing the original remote viewing research uh, and got kind of infiltrated by the cia and the government and everything at that time but what a lot of people don't know is that when they were doing remote viewing for counterterrorism and everything and doing like uh finding missing persons and kidnap people and stuff like that. Uh, To try and get better at that, they discovered this program at at Bob Monroe's house at his place where they were using audio tonal frequencies and things to try and induce out-of-body meditative experiences where you actually leave your body and sort of astral project uh, sort of like a counterpart or cousin to remote viewing, where instead of like, tell. seeing a a target or a location through like psychic visualization you actually feel like you're going there like a lucid dream out of body and doing that and so there are levels in the gateway program where you uh, develop meditation tools and different rooms or environments in order to do different types of meditation work in order to accomplish the out-of-body travel ultimately that's the whole point is to be able to go out of body astral project and do all this stuff. And so I think that was kind of the, the backbone of what ultimately now is kind of this app that is CE five, uh, ultimately started as a consciousness work paired up as a cousin to remote viewing programs. So I actually really early on, when I started getting into meditation, I started studying Advaita and non-duality and, uh, ancient Buddhism and different things like that. And somebody sent me the Gateway Program. Uh, they just sent all of it to me. I was like, oh, this is fascinating. So I studied about all of it and then I tried it and sort of uh, developed a, a method within the Gateway Program and, and in that method have had interesting experiences where I, I, you could consider it contact with other consciousness or entities. And I don't know if it's like Carl Jung considered it where it's like aspects of your own subconscious that are able to sort of be outside of yourself. And you can't even tell the difference is just like in a dream. If anybody that walks up to you in a dream at night is technically a part of your own subconscious that you don't recognize as a part of yourself, you see them as a different person, you know? And so I, I don't know how much of it is that, but I've definitely been surprised in this uh, meditative space and had encounters and interactions and then I've even been outside doing the same process, sort of a reverse remote viewing method, along with this gateway method kind of overlapped. And I've definitely seen stuff in the sky uh, appear, lights and orbs and different things fly overhead. Uh, and yeah, I've had uh, paranormal encounters, seen shadow figures, and had the out-of-body experience in meditation before. So yeah, the whole soup of it is really fascinating to me. And but there is a, there is an essence in there where I think there is other conscious entities out there that don't necessarily communicate, filling up their lungs and flapping tissue together, their mouth together to, to make sound. They use these more esoteric means, you know, telepathic communication and, and using consciousness to direct, directly communicate. And so when we try to master these methods, I think sometimes you can connect and and make contact and it's, Uh, a little bit different than just a spaceship landing in your backyard and people getting out but there is still something there Uh, and i have experienced levels of it yeah
3: yeah that's awesome man um uh, you you're in in uh utah and the uh the skies are the skies are really busy up there i told you we just got back from a, a, a family vacation and it was like a highway in the sky you know between the stars and I'm I'm making contact. I'm meditating. I'm just seeing stuff, just nonstop. Like there wasn't a five minute span that passed by that I didn't see stuff moving and anomaly, and and it was even like a same, a similar path, like a, a similar path that they were traveling. Like this is where you go into this star, around that solar system, or whatever. We don't know, you know, but we do know that there are, there are spiritual means and things that we can try to say hello. Will you stop? Will you? And and it's telepathic and then there's stuff that comes back to you. There's downloads and epiphanies and all of this kind of stuff, and it's worth Mm -hmm. exploring, you know? Um, And a beautiful thing is, right? Because the thing you mentioned about, you know, doing the spiritual work and astral projecting and going to another realm and traveling within, and, and there's so many things that can happen, and I love that work, but there's something else that happens, and this is really the paranormal, because the two are married when that realm pops into ours. Where it was like, you know, if you're watching a ghost video, if you're if there's a ghost there, knock three times. Whoa. If you guys are out there, give me a power up. Show up. Poof, lights pop up. What the hell? Something's going on, bro. Um, and it has the ability to pop, it, pop in and out. It has the ability to read your mind to know what you're thinking before you even say even say anything. The thing you did say about um, the consciousness—it's showing itself to you, and it's an aspect of yourself, or whatever. Whether that's within or whether that's without, you know what you believe will show itself to you. Mm-hmm. You can make up creatures. You can make up entities. I believe that if you be- if you believe it enough, they'll they'll say hello. They will walk out of the forest. They whatever it is, um, whether they were real to begin with. And you just positioned yourself right to say, hey, I know you guys are out there. You may have mm-hmm. thought you made it up. You may have watched it in a movie.
4: Mm-hmm. And it's
3: only real, but to you, even the writer of the movies, like, no, we, we made those beings up. Why the hell am I seeing them every night? <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, Were they already there or did we create it and it assumes a body and comes and say, says hello? Like there is that aspect of consciousness to everything supernatural and paranormal That all things are possible to them that believe you know
6: yeah and at the end of the day you realize that like uh what we perceive as reality outside of ourselves isn't really accurate 100 percent like we have the skull and our eyes and our brain and the neurons and everything functioning and that really is kind of a, a a dark box and we have pupils and ears and these really rudimentary things in order to receive information and ultimately it just becomes like electrical impulses that our consciousness interprets and pieces together and all that and so it makes you wonder if like in these phenomenal encounter, uh, encounters that you have these paranormal encounters or incidences if sometimes if these entities or beings if they appear to us and they're beyond understanding or they're outside of our ability to fathom it. You know, we naturally do that anyways. When you look up at the clouds, your brain wants to see shapes. You want to see faces or a school bus or a rabbit or whatever. And so if something presents itself to you in uh, this open way and you're not quite sure how to fathom it the interface between your conscious expectations Mm -hmm. and what it actually is somehow marry in that moment. And some of your subconscious expectations and fears or, or beliefs sort of seem to integrate into the interface of that experience. And the phenomenon presents itself according to that information in a way. And although it appears as independent of you, there is a, connection there where you feel like is this is this coming from me or is this really there or is this a being and and i've come to the place now or to the point now where you have to why does it have to be one or the other and we don't have to be that rigid truth can be two completely opposite things and still be true you know uh, depending on which way you're looking at it just like we were talking about earlier You can really really love your job but at the same time when you wake up dread that feeling of how much work it is every day and both can be equally at the same time true and totally opposite feelings and experiences in a paradoxical way so is is this entity that appears uh, to you or this object in the sky physically really there or is it an aspect of our own subconscious uh manifesting into reality uh like a like a psychic experience and why can't it actually be both and the truth is i think that we're finding even in science and with this idea of manifestation and things like that 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 it is both and when we go to sleep at night in the dreamscape it's 100 percent apparent that that's the case you know if you get afraid like oh man i hope the a monster or ghost doesn't come around the corner just in being afraid of that manifests it within the dream and all of a sudden you're running away from the monster because you thought of it you know it kind of self-perpetuates and self-generates yeah. itself and in the in waking reality day to day we don't want to consider that that's possible or we're that that we're that connected to the all to everything around us that when we really stop our our day-to-day life and we we tap into that spiritual connection like a, an antenna transmitting a signal and receiving and 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 putting yourself out there with openness uh and and looking into these things um you realize that there are other signals out there there's other frequencies out there other communications out there uh and other realms out there just beyond the colors of the rainbow that we're stuck in day to day there is other dimensions you know so yeah i think it's just a matter of sometimes slowing down and realizing that it is all happening all the time mm-hmm. you just have to stop and notice it and open your awareness to perceive it you know so there's something about it interfacing with your own perceptions your own intuition your own cultural background and beliefs you know um and it somehow appears independent of you but it also seems to integrate with your expectations or fears or something And you have to deal with that afterwards, like, was that for me or was it external? And I think it can be both. And that's part of making sense of it as being willing to accept the paradoxes.
3: Yeah. The cool thing about the paranormal stuff, because, you know, you have a lot of people in um, consciousness, consciousness, expanding hallucinogens and stuff like that. Joe Rogan just being a a big one, but he, he just kind of repeated Young and he repeated McKenna and things. And so and and I, I'm, I'm reminded of McKenna saying um, the thing that we in the drug world have that you in ufology don't have is repeatability. We can ingest five grams of psilocybin and suddenly we're in the realm of the machine elves. But it's changed with CE5 with, hey, mm-hmm. are you out there? Will you show up? And then suddenly there's repeatability. So Joe Rogan would repeat uh, McKenna and say, listen, that, you know, that was just going on in your imagination and, and the DMT that was released out of your pineal gland. You wanted to see it and you saw it. Great. And it was just for you. Was it really there? Maybe, maybe not. But you saw it. Now, the thing on the other side of the repeatability and when there's other observers in, involved, now the mm. CE5 is done with 17 people. And they all saw the same thing they all saw the ship and the orb come out of nowhere and appear Mm -hmm. and power up and change colors and change shapes and take take off so now we have a collective of people that have all believed the same thing and they've witnessed it now again it comes from did we will it here did it exist before we thought about it i don't know and it's for us to look into but the idea that it used to be explained away the paranormal I've seen some crazy stuff in my life, man. And I'm lucky that I had other people with me. So on some occasions, because I try to, first of all, I try to talk myself out of it. Well, maybe it was the wind, maybe it was swamp gas, or whatever. Hold on. A being appeared out of nowhere, screamed at us, knocked me and my cousin down. It looked like an eight-foot-tall camel and it disappeared. If it was just me. You know, it could maybe explain it away. But hold on, me and my cousin both have to explain this. What's happening? You know, and so that's the thing that changes it when other people have the same kind of experience. And so the paranormal, the supernatural, for me, it proves the existence of other realms, other dimensions that are overlapping ours. You know, and again, you find what you're looking for. The people who go after the ghost, they catch them on camera. You know, the people who are filming UFOs, they show up. They're asking for it mm-hmm. to happen and boom there it is well i've never seen it because we have people like the i've never seen it people and the people like me and like you and many other people i got about a hundred experiences a hundred yeah. or more like on a daily, i see this stuff every day like what's the difference are you are you a crazy person or do you believe that it's real and so it is showing mm-hmm. up or you're even looking for anomaly that that you want to be real and it's not you know well this is honestly
6: what i think it is do you remember when they when it was really popular maybe you do or don't where they had those um pictures that just looked like like tv static it just looked like a blur but you could stare at it and kind of change or shift your perception and then suddenly you're like, oh, it's dolphins. I never and could sort see of any of them. I you know, know what you're talking Almost about look, there. you know, and all of a sudden it mm-hmm. pops out three dimensional uh, or it almost looks like a window and you're looking into a three dimensional through a window yeah. and and you realize that like you can stand there and stare at it and not see it and it just see a two dimensional blank surface, you know, that has no meaning to it whatsoever. And this the the information the dolphins are there you know the image is there but your perception is not tuned in so i think what happens is people go and look but they don't know how to look they could go out in the desert you know and sit on a on a mountainside or something and look around at the sky and never actually focus their awareness, their perception, their attention, like you would tune a radio or open the aperture to a camera to actually tune into other levels of awareness and perception within the self. Almost like if you were trying to strain your human innate potential in order to have the most premier night vision or to be able to hold your breath for extended periods of time, go out there and sit and try to see beyond the physical try to see and reach your soul beyond just what's apparently right in front of your face the sky and the stars and as you peer beyond just what's right in front of apparent reality and you see through it uh then suddenly your awareness opens and then you're actually looking uh into these other dimensions and you're and you're not looking a lot of times even with your physical eyes anymore It's more like a remote viewing awareness or a meditative visionary experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then what you said is the phenomenon is is the repeatability or the collective experience where you have a group of people suddenly able to share that and account similar things from different angles that all fit together. And that's when it gets really fascinating to me because then it's not so much like uh, to me, like you're sitting there and attracting it. But it's like you're sitting there and practicing seeing properly or opening your awareness to be able to see what might be there all the time, anyways. And you're just in a it's in a blind spot to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like suddenly having realizing you have these massive blind spots in your awareness and then straining your perceptions to look into those blind spots. And guess what? There's things there, there's other dimensions there, there and consciousness the there that might account for what we consider the spirit world or the afterlife or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like all overlapped and existent in the now, just in different, different levels of frequency and and dimension, We, we just don't perceive it because we're locked into the physical and staring at the physical right in front of our face. We don't open and push to look into those blind areas within ourselves. Man,
3: that's good. Yeah. That was a big rant. No, but it's so good on so many levels, even meditation. Let's not like, I want to, I want to double down on what you said about the stars for sure. Because when you're stargazing, if you would look at it, like you look at those, those illusion pictures, you have to see the sky. You can't look at one star at a time. You got to look at the whole thing until something moves. Stare at it. Oh, there's something move. Oh my God. Boom. Yeah. We're on to something. Right. And you and gotta- it's
6: almost like the, the looking becomes almost the letting go and you almost quit looking and you just open and there's yes. an openness that occurs and just a, uh, you're not thinking, you're not even really darting your eyes around, you just pers- begin to open and perceive. And then all of a sudden it's like that, that contact occurs or they perceive that you're looking or they pick up your signal <laughs> or whatever. And then somehow that overlap goes, and there's that separation closes and the, the overlap occurs and then you, you perceive it and it physically appears or it actually runs out and boom, knocks you over somehow. And, Is it us doing that or is it them doing that or a combination of the two again i think we have to accept the paradox of all of it instead of trying to say they did it we sat out there and then they looked at us and did it to us or we went out there and we just like chumming for sharks attracted them to come to us it's like i think it's both you know i think it has to do with consciousness it has to do with the awareness opening up our perceptions and they are actualized there are actual physical things that do mm-hmm. manifest out of that and that's where it gets weird you know
3: yeah cuz there's dimensions there's levels and
6: well just like that with the stars again
3: i mentioned meditation you know the adage is as above so below as within mm-hmm. so without so the same way that you're talking about stare at the stars until you until you see something move or until it shifts or until it morphs to really have Amazing encounters and meditations. Do that with the blackness. It's the void. You got to stare into the void. There is an. Avo- yeah. There is a void when you look up. It's a void. It's endless. It's you're, you're you're
6: you're trying to perceive the what is what we would see as the blind spot, which is the emptiness between mm-hmm. everything. It's not the actual, like stars itself. The space in between, or the emptiness, the void in between, is actually what makes up everything else and it's yeah. full you know it's a full of all those other dimensions it's not actually just a dark void we call it like a dark matter a dark energy yes. or whatever but yeah it's really these other other dimensions that exist above and below and are creation comes hollow. out of it yeah. like yeah. things come out of it
3: so who who we don't know if we if we pulled it and created it as we're gazing and stuff's coming out of it and I say that with the with the stars, yes, the sky and space, infinite possibilities. Heaven is past the stars, is what I believe. But when you close your eyes, it's the same thing. You're gonna gaze into the blackness. The Bible calls right. it tohu bohu, and it, what it means is in the, you know it talks about in the beginning the earth was formless and void. And then Mm -hmm. God speaks and things come out of it as we speak and as we believe. Mm. When you're stargazing, for sure. But when you're meditating to go within and then things take shape and you can pull stuff out of it.
5: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: You can literally pull stuff and manifest it into your life if you believe it, and if you go and explore the depths of it. So as above, so below. As within, so without. I think the two are are, are tied together for sure. Uh, and you mentioned, you know, wh- what you're looking for shows itself to you, and there's so many ways of, of putting that um what you believed for and what is it well to one person it's this to another person it's that i was just i was just pondering on on the on the thought the other day with even with the in ufology within this movement and the uap phenomenon and there's a lot of people i'm really big into the spiritual side of it of ufology and and the angelic side or maybe some say that they're demons you know all of this i'm into that conversation i've seen so many there's other people in this realm, and they only want to see hear about nuts and bolts stuff. They don't want to hear about your contact. They don't want to hear about they send send you dreams and appear. You can, you can talk to them through meditation. No, they're not trying to hear that. They want to get cameras footage. We need those people, but it's many people in the U, the UAP field of ufology. Now, uh, Richard Dolan is uh, you know he's brought a lot to the table and he's a big name in 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 that realm. He would denounce a lot of people that I interview. I might denounce them too. I I don't know if they're telling me the truth or not. I'll say that. But there's many charlatans and there's many people who make up stories and say, yes, they they took me away. There's a jump room and I'm I close my eyes and I'm instantly on Mars and 30 years has passed and I come back to my body and it's only been five minutes and they got all these grandiose stories and they're writing books and and other people mimic that and they bring their stories. And I think there's this aspect of making stuff up so it muddies the water. Waters of Ufology, Richard Dolan was kind of outspoken. He's like, hey, be careful for these charlatans. They're messing up this spirit, you know, this spiritual work and connecting it together. Listen, I get where he's coming from. I know it. I'm interested in both. I'll say that I'm a seeker. I want, you know, and if Mm -hmm. both of them are real, if both of them are fake, whatever, we're going to explore it. Um, I say that to say those two sides, nuts and bolts, spiritual. And him going after Corey Good, he did a video on Corey Good. That's what it was, and just these these experiencers, he's like, yeah, they're, they're you guys are falling for it because you want it to be real, and so you believe it is. There's a lot of that going on. I think I've interviewed those people. They their their channels are huge. They got stories yeah. that tell you how UFO they tell you how UFOs travel, how they go into wormholes and stargates, what they eat, um, with their spirituality. They got all you ask them any question and they know it. Yeah, but uh, but the, the the greater point to that is to to paint that picture to say, I was reminded of the movie E.T. Uh, a really quick plug. I interviewed the mom from E.T. about aliens and ufology. Amazing. Mm. Um, E.T. So if you remember, at the end of E.T., Elliot is connecting with E.T. spiritually, like when mm. E.T. gets sick, Elliot got sick. When e t drinks beer, Elliot got drunk they had connected spiritually where whatever one did the other felt and there was empathy and they can feel each other there's definitely a spiritual level to what Elliot and Et felt right it's a movie mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg but with that being said, there was a scientist and Elliot's about to die because et's about to die they're in the they're in the in the hospital and and the scientist comes and visits the, the scientist, to the spiritual person is the bad guy, is Richard Dolan to us with all these grandiose stories. Hey, this isn't real. We don't listen to you guys. We are the real researchers. And they're having this conversation essentially on E.T. and Elliot's deathbed. He said, hey, tell me more. Where did you see the aliens? And, and Elliot can barely talk and he looks at him and he says, he came to me. He came to me first. He said, I know, Elliot, but he came to me, too, in a different way the scientific way, the nuts and bolts way that I've been I went to school for this. I i believe in aerospace travel. We need to figure out how the propulsion systems work. We need to do we need to dissect ET and see how he bleeds. Right. So there's mm-hmm. two sides of the same UAP UFO physical nuts and bolts ships, spiritual essence connecting. I wanted to throw that out there. I was been thinking about that this week, but anything that you yeah. want to
6: say or caveat off of that, man? Yeah, man. even Close Encounters of the Third Kind, you have that too. Everybody gets to the big finale when the mothership arrives and they play the keyboard and connect with the music and they're like, oh, that's how you make contact <laughs> is by playing big song keyboards and loudspeakers with lights, you know? But the whole movie is the telepathic connection with everybody that ends up on the top of that plateau, making that contact. You know, at one point he's sitting in the, the main character is sitting in the kitchen, making the mountain out of mashed potatoes and, and like like he's channeling a signal and receiving a download of where he's supposed to go in the precognitively of the future. And you have all of those elements overlaid, paranormal elements overlaid throughout. Um, but everybody, nobody wants to do that. And I think part of like what you're doing here is you're not afraid to combine like the Bible and the teachings of the Bible and, and face that these things are a part of reality and can, don't have to be excluded or not thought about because, you know, I, I grew up in, in Mormonism and the idea was like, if you even thought about it, like if I started thinking about Satan or occult stuff or different alternative spiritualism, I'm like opening myself up to attract these negative entities to come Mm -hmm. and like, I'm like, uh, drawing them closer to me to cause problems in my life. And so you're not even supposed to think about it, you know, not even, don't even think about it, but what do you do when you're experiencing it, whether you like it or not, when you're somebody like Kevin Day, who's a radar operator on the Nimitz carrier who saw the Tic Tac UFOs uh that have been all over the news nobody wants to talk about how when he went home he's experienced years of paranormal experiences in his home and he said that basically everything that you can think of except for levitation like out of body levitation he's had from nosebleeds to waking up with markings on your body to Uh, waking up outside the house and not knowing how you got there, missing time, everything. And everybody just wants to skip to, well, I want to see the radar data. I want to see the thermal imaging. I want to see if you have recovered debris, you know, Mm -hmm. but there is, like you said, there's something deeply connected to the essence of just our perceptions of reality, our awareness, how we see, think, feel our awareness. And, and a lot of this is connected to our spiritual past and our ancient spiritual history i think when you if you took away the modern society and you went back to tribal spiritualistic communal living like you guys go out and do ce5 and you have a little group of maybe 10 to 15 people imagine the entire aztec nation or the entire (laughs) hopi people you know doing a, a a rain ritual or the the Uh, Dalai Lama doing the Kala Chakra Mandala meditation with sometimes like 3,000 monks, you know, and they'll have thousands of UFO sightings after that, not maybe thousands, but dozens afterwards, you know, within days afterwards when they do these group meditations and stuff. So there's something connected to this idea of our soul development and how it's connected to our evolution and growth. And I think the UFO, even though it is a metallic craft and we see it sometimes as science fiction you know the future of science fiction ultimately even the scientists are like they're consciously controlled or it's some sort of ai it moves outside of our dimension of reality through time and it awakens something inside you that's like i want to fly like that it reminds me of lucid dreaming it reminds me of astral projection or it and it evokes something innate within our own human potential And spiritual potential to become like that to want to get on the ship and fly around like that or have that ability to do that uh not necessarily get abducted or spooked by shadow people necessarily but those encounters force you to wrestle with those questions and those paranormal experiences and drive you down the same path ultimately your evolutionary and spiritual transcendental path you know to question yourself and wonder what is there is this spiritual dimension are these demons real or are these UFOs real and as you puzzle with that inevitably the outcome is you're straining your perception just like looking that image to try and see the dolphins and and that inevitably is going to push you forward like an, a spiritual exercise of growth
3: yeah um both are needed you know yeah. the very literal nuts and bolts for sure and then the spiritual because they're connected i mean and they you can see how they complement one another i mean even within spirituality and the spiritual movement you have a lot of people such as um joe uh the and many people mm. who are giving you the science of spirituality and one doesn't come to negate the other they actually complement one another complement even in religion wait this stuff was written down thousands of years ago. Wow. They thought <laughs> it was this, but this is really what it is. And so people would want to explain that away. The people who would be trying to attack, you know, the religion or spirituality, but, um, the, the two complement each other because there's a science behind how to, how the brain works. You got neurosurgeons and people who are into, into, you know, uh, the, uh, you know, I'm saying the study of brains and how the body works and, um, complements one another to me some people but everybody's different for some people it does say okay well my religion isn't real and aliens created us oh god man they were right and then the ufo people like yeah we put it into christianity hold on same thing what if these were the angels of the bible who came down and seated you here and they're yeah. just they're in there They were just using different terminology that was available for the time when you break down the words they're saying something very similar there's some interesting stuff in all of those ancient texts that it it calls to the ancient part of you, like you said, the primitive part, the part of our ancestors who were around the fire and have stories of the star people that came down and brought them here and their Mm -hmm. ancestors that they are connected with. So it it doesn't none of it negates the other. I think all of it complements one another, the people who are for it, the people who are against it, the nuts and bolts people and the spiritual people all work together you mentioned the Mormons, and then we got the Hellfire and Brimstone Southern Baptists, and then we got the charismatic Christians. Like, there's so many different you know, brands mm-hmm. and branches, and they would all want to be the cornerstone. They would all want to be right, and we have the right way, and this is the only way. And they would fight each other, but I would say, no, it's the nuance. It's how big God or consciousness is that we can all yeah. read the same text and come up with something different. That's how big this is, and if we can do that, with anything, we need to do it with our religion. We need to do it with our spirituality and we need to do it um, with ufology as well, mm-hmm. spirituality. We're all saying the same thing use, using different words. Come on, people.
6: Exactly. And I think it's all, I, I'm hopeful in the future of a, like a big unification or convergence and all of those paths, you know, where ultimately if you have somebody at Lockheed Martin and they're building some sort of reverse engineered uh, flying saucer to fly, the pilot that gets in there, ultimately, they're going to realize has to control it with his mind. And in order to do that, he has to go to a Zen Buddhist monk ancient temple, <laughs> you know, and back. so the worlds converge. So the science yeah. and the technology is all going to enfold in on itself in this really beautiful way. And you see suddenly, the big arc of the story that, you know, if you consider it the all or the above or God or whatever, you see the the flow of arrival at this big beautiful arc where the ancient teachings of the past ancient ancient buddhism and esoteric teachings the the occult and hinduism this approach as so above so below suddenly is piloting the most advanced futuristic science fiction like spacecraft mm-hmm. and you can't have the one without the other just like you have opposite ends on a battery mm-hmm. you have you have to have that that polarity pulls the two and keeps it all in place the technology ultimately uh becomes completely inefficient and analog without the consciousness there to operate it and ultimately the physical connection starts to feel like it's in the way and you want to connect with it at the speed of thought
2: yeah
6: <laughs> but then you get that whole debate of integrating technology with with our physical bodies and the ethics of all of that and spiritualism mm-hmm. and that's a whole big conversation that's where too. we're headed though you know, yeah, we're already like doing it, you know,
3: <laughs> but I, I like it, but I think we have both. You know, we have to. I used to be a, very much against it, you know, Kali Yuga, and you know, we're trying to become God and all of this kind of stuff. But, like, I listen, we, we're having this conversation. There's we're driving a mothership right now.
2: no purchase necessary Void. we're prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
3: you know we're like running all this equipment and cameras and lights and and connections yeah. and we're on facebook and youtube and periscope and twitch and people are listening from all over the world and then they're going to listen on the podcast listen technology you know i, I love it you know and and so much more I, my home is is shrouded in google Google AI. I can say, "Hey Google, show me all the animals that were in my yard the past six weeks," and they're gonna show. Yeah. It. Google will show right. me all the animals on my front yard, backyard, everywhere. It's cool. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Well, there's a cat yeah. that shows up at two in the morning every every night while we're asleep. I, that's cool. I thought you know that's cool. I love that stuff, man. I've got VR goggles and Oculus and all that stuff, but it is about it is about marrying the two. It is about being heavenly minded. And having your head in the clouds, but having your feet firmly planted on the earth, so that you don't have one without the other. The primitive, the primitive person would would shun uh, technology. The religious zealot would shun uh, the furthering of any type of um, technology. And they've done that, and maybe for good reason, right? Because there is Trojan horses. There, there are things that we open up Pandora's box to, but you know, it's part of it. With anything spiritual, like you know, we're opening up the box. So it's how do you use it? Do you use it for good? Or do you use it for bad? And most people would say, well, it's not about how I use it. It's about how the government uses it. Okay. So I like it. It's interesting. So it is a whole nother show. It is a whole nother conversation. It's part of it. But before we go, man, I want to ask you, like, what got you into, uh, first of all, spirituality, you're a very spiritual person. It's just not paranormal and aliens, right? There is a spiritual connection for you, but into the paranormal and is is there early like the first i like the genesis story like what's what first got you into hey
6: this could be real man
3: kind of stuff uh
6: for me when i was a little kid i had recurring dreams that i would revisit and they were kind of like a dimensional dreams very strange when i was a a child. So, my parents owned a like a sandwich shop that's similar to like a Subway restaurant. This is before the Subway franchise back in like the early 1980s or whatever. And I used to play down in the basement of that restaurant all the time, and sometimes fall asleep down there, or take naps or whatever. But even at home, or whether I was at the restaurant or whatever, and even as an adult, I've had this recurring, repeated dream where I'm in that basement, and there's like a Sort of a portal dimensional window that opens up in the wall. And I go through it, mm-hmm. and the way it looks on the other side is almost the same every time, just depending on what I'm noticing. You know, but the floor looks the same, the same checkerboard pattern, black and white, just like a barbershop or whatever. Uh big pillars. The sky looks like. You know, a blue sky but there's like aurora borealis or neon lights are kind of glowing in the sky weird but i always have this strange experience in the recurring dream and it started like that but then it sort of progressed into like um people would call it like sleep paralysis episodes but i, I never really had the physical paralysis i just had sort of the shadow figures aspect of it i always felt like i could move but I was just too afraid to sort of a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'd see shadow figures as a kid. Occasionally I'd have missing time incidents where I would go to bed uh, and I would kneel down, you know, to say my prayers as a good Mormon boy before I'd go to bed and I'd be saying my prayers. And from my perception, it was like, I would fall asleep, but I'd wake up out on the upstairs balcony outside, like in a thunderstorm and not remember going out there at all. And i'd just be sitting out there like in my underwear like what am i doing out here and i'd try to go back in my bedroom and my bedroom door was locked like i had left it you know and so i'd be locked out of my bedroom and have to like i got really good at carding my door uh so i could unlock it and get in but i'd have weird stuff like that and as i old? was the what's, the
3: what's the youngest y-
6: young oh, age? Man. the first time i probably had that weird dimensional thing open in the basement and go through I mean, I was probably five, five years old. The missing time stuff was like from eight years old to around 12, eight to 13. Um, And then, you know, I got into teenage teenage years and all that and just very into the religion. And so I was very plunged into the routines and the rituals of the religion and stuff. And so uh, not a whole lot happened through my teenage years, but then as an adult, when I started to take my spiritual life seriously, and especially when I left Mormonism and started learning meditation and got into the gateway uh, program using the gateway method and kind of adapting it to build my own tools around it. What I did was built uh, a design sort of a meditative waiting room or a visitor's room that in my mind, I visualized entering. Uh, so it's like in CE five, you know, you, you're sort of meditating and you're, projecting where you're sitting in the universe like google Mm -hmm. earth you know like hey i'm right here like google Earth, pinning your location for whatever to come and show up um but in this method i'm kind of doing the same but after i visualize going into a specific place designed to do this with within my awareness uh that i visualize um anyway so once i started doing that i originally started doing that to try and see if i could make contact with my dad after he passed away Uh, because i had a really uh spiritual powerful experience uh, at his viewing at the funeral home that was like a big powerful download uh about how the universe works and things Mm. that i had standing there meditating by his body and so i felt like that was him you know like wow that was like he like came and gave me this big core of wisdom that sent me down this path of meditation and all this stuff to figure it out. But I also wanted to see if I could make contact with him again. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, and he has shown up in that environment before, like, but, this is where it's different where i feel like i'm a little bit different where you were saying earlier some people get out there they'll have an, an experience like that and they'll say i saw an alien or my father appeared and he talked to me and it was amazing and it was my dad he, it's real there is this, an afterlife you know and for me i'm more the type like i came out of it and yeah it was like this amazing spiritual experience and it felt like that was definitely him it looked like him the whole thing. It's. It didn't feel like i was imagining it at all it surprised me you know but at the same time afterwards i'm very skeptical like i don't know if that was just my pain mm-hmm. manifesting to try and heal itself yes is it my grief and loss uh is it uh or is it some trickster entity appearing as my father in a weak moment to try and sink its hooks into my psyche and manipulate me later
3: because that's what so i'm skeptical in of the all- mormon church
6: right <laughs> yeah man yeah man so well and maybe what you know happened to some of the founders early on or something that started the church i don't know but it's it's kind of crazy (laughs) right so so i'm i I look at it from all those angles and again we get back to this idea of paradox that it could possibly be uh you know all just ingredients and a soup of experience you know it's can't you can't take one piece of it out uh it was all of that my it was that's like my dad was there but it was you know i don't know well, I mean, we we want to explain
3: it away. We want to, you know, repeatability, you know, what is the truth? And so a lot of times what I'm noticing is trauma is your initiation for that stuff. Yeah. Is your initiation into, okay, what was really happening at, at four years old that you blocked out the missing time that you say as aliens? Listen, we had a neighbor. He was a child molester. I, and I'm just throwing stuff out. But th- right. this is what we're talking about. There's a movie in my... Everybody's going to kill me because I keep talking about this. I'm going to keep talking about it until you guys go watch it because I've interviewed these people. There's a there's a movie on uh, Netflix called Misha and the Wolves. Have mm. you watched it? I haven't. It's a now documentary. I watch it tonight. Yeah. It's a okay. documentary. And he's, this woman had a grandiose... I don't want to give it away. Watch it. It'll explain. I think it explains so much. It muddies the water a little bit. But as mm. seekers... It's like, hey, this may be what's going on too. Yeah. You know, uh, because trauma's is big, you know, th- th- it's oh, man. Trauma. Yeah, man. I mean, what, what our reality, you, you know.
6: How would you see it if you if you were just sitting there in your bedroom tonight and you were feeling really depressed or something, you know? And then that demi-urge, let's call it, that deep primal, um, experience that you're having if it showed up outside yourself externalized as a being or an yes. entity or if some of if your secrets if the things that you're hiding about became yourself a that, person, you, yeah. that you don't want to face became apparent and manifests itself in the dark of your bedroom what would it look like it'd scare the shit out of you man i mean it would terrify you even just seeing your own reflection from yeah. a different angle would terrify you and yeah. and in the end it's it is a relationship with the self your own yeah. self perceptions and values and yeah two people can experience the same thing and based on your fears and prejudices yeah. and beliefs you're going to see either a monster or an aspect of yourself that needs dealing with and embraced and meditated with you know
3: so many movies uh, sure. so many you know films about that about yeah you know what it really was and we don't find out to the end Oh, that was really my own imagination. That was really uh, uh, trauma personified. And I don't say that a while ago about the, you know, about the man next door. I, I say that to say I've had that same exact experience, like um, word right. for word. And I'll ask you how old you were. I remember being four, and the beings yeah. being in my room, and I didn't. And the same thing you just said. I didn't know if I couldn't scream, or if I was just too scared to. And it's right. probably the latter, but I know most of the time you're paralyzed with fi- paralyzed. I was, I didn't want them to know that I was awake and I could see them, see them moving around, right. see their faces. Listen, I'm asleep. What the fuck is going on? Four years old. Yeah. Other things yeah. begin to happen. Being in my house by myself and you know, family's in the other rooms, I'm wandering through the house and nobody's in there. It's just me, you know, it's in, and, uh, I, rem- I remember those experiences as a kid and we're trying to make sense of it but like you as well i i trace what i'm doing today in this podcast and my music and my books everything that i do i trace it back to what happened at four years old yeah because something happened it affected the movies that i rented at 13 it, it, it affected the you know sleepovers in stories we'd tell I'd always try to make it scary. I try to. Hey, have you guys ever woke up in the middle of the night and seen something in the room? Most of the time? No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. My dad had uh, there's these little mm-hmm. beings. They're called witches. They're, fr- they're African witches. What the hell? I never heard that. Tell me more. And again, when we're talking about a podcast and I'm eight, nine, 10, 13 years old into all of this stuff, tr- f- tracing it back to that experience at four. i mean but there's other pivotal things that happen in our life that's like wow it's even deeper maybe it is real let's try to figure out what it is so there's you know a lot to it but tracing it back and trying to figure out what it is i do know when it comes to trauma that i have my own right we all do um but everybody that i've interviewed almost across the board man i've i'm always i'm over 450 episodes, almost across the board. Mm -hmm. I've talked to a lot of healers, a lot of light workers, a lot of abductees, a lot of the spiritual stuff. And across the board, they've had trauma. They've had stuff that happened to them or they were a bad person at some point. And now they're making up for a lot of bad stuff that they did. You know, people that get reformed. And that's why you find religion. Cause you were a bad dude when you was younger, and you did a lot of mean stuff. So now you've committed your life to undoing the stupid stuff you've done. So there's a reason so and so's a priest. There's a reason why he doesn't want alcohol in his house, and he gets mad and stern. We're not having alcohol at all. Why? Dad was a drunk. You didn't know him. He was a drunk. That's trauma. Yeah. He's lashing out. Yeah. Listen, he was a monster. Dad was a monster back in the 80s, man. Don't let him drink. It'll he'll you know. So, trauma makes us the people that we are. And uh, and, and we hide stuff.
1: Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off
2: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
3: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But we uncover it too later as truth seekers and as people who are really looking for the truth. If it is something that I imagined and it showed itself to me because I do have a very active imagination. But if it's a real beings that are traveling from the Pleiades to come say hello, I want to know. I want to explore. And I think we have the ability yeah. to do that.
6: I think so, too. And sometimes it, it takes an experience when you're sort of sleepwalking to get jostled. You know, it's like when you realize you're daydreaming and driving in your car on the freeway <laughs> and then sudden suddenly somebody cuts you off or you almost get in a in an accident and you get that rush, that ice cold feeling go through you and suddenly you're really present and almost shaky on the wheel like, geez, you know. But you'll have like an encounter or a paranormal experience, and it snaps you out of this like regular, mundane routine of just getting up, and making breakfast, and doing your checking your TikTok or whatever, and going about your routine. But you have something sometimes in the night or whatever that shakes you or rattles you again, and we we don't want that. We sometimes we're repelled by that. But when you get a relationship with those experiences and you begin to understand it more from a spiritual growth perspective than some of those paranormal encounters now when they do occur are more like, you know, snapping a sleepwalker back awake. They're just big reminders to me now. And I'm just like, geez, you know, I'll get startled or have a weird sort of out of body experience when I'm going to bed at night where I feel like I'm flying up through the ceiling Mm -hmm. and it'll snap me back awake or something Mm -hmm. crazy. And really what that does is again, puts me back in the pilot seat as the seeker looking for answers, doing something more important than what I was doing, which was really pretty stupid. You know, like a lot of times I'm down this whole path and I've been going for several weeks just regular, just trying to pay the bills, just trying to get by, just trying to survive and it becomes Mm -hmm. oppressive. And then suddenly, boom, something cuts you off, you know, and makes you face it or uh, shatters Mm -hmm. your stability paradigm a little bit too. your paradigm shifts yeah and then suddenly you're asking questions again and looking in the books and does anybody else have that and again the ultimate result of that whether you get that from religion mm-hmm. through the paranormal through ufology or or going camping and bigfoot comes and scares you like if it starts you questioning about what reality is and who you are and what that all means and it shakes that up as long as you come out the other end of that better in the seeking, then then it served its purpose. I think.
3: Yeah, yeah. And again, that's why you know I like the the stories of the Bible. You know, we're talking about are they um, literal or are they people who dealt with trauma? And now we have names and places and things that have a deeper meaning. It's not about that person. It's about what he represents, right? And, and those people, most of the patriarchs, they had encounters, right? And encounters with God, with angels, with demons, with Jesus, you know, but it was something that a spiritual encounter that changed the course of their life. The apostle Paul right. is, you know, going to persecute Christians on the road to um, Damascus and gets blinded by a bright light that appears to him and knocks him off his horse. And he's blind for days after that. He has this encounter that changes the course of his life. Every single person, it wasn't for naught. And that's one of the things, too, we pull from the Bible. It's like, listen, when these people had encounters, it wasn't nonchalant. Oh, yeah, I saw a UFO. Wow, I saw a UFO. Wow, yeah, Yeah, God told me this. God spoke to you? Really? Like, it's got to change. Like, how many encounters does it take? True seeker? Carl? (laughs) Like, how many does it take for you to get your stuff together and say yes and step up to the plate? You need to see 17 more UFOs? you need to see this? Right. But I know like those guys in the Bible, it's like, we had one encounter, it changed the course of their life, you know? So it's like, how many does it take? And we get spoiled with, I talked to an angel last week. Okay. well, When those guys talked to an angel, it scared the hell out of them and they were never the same again. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know? So I wonder how, I wonder if you really talk to an angel, you know what I'm saying? So it's just the whole, just conversation, um, bro. I've enjoyed this this talk so much. I'm going to be on your podcast um, coming up pretty soon. Yeah, for sure. We'll, and uh, we'll, we'll plug that. But before we go, before we drop all your links and plug that stuff, I want to ask you, uh, because you remind me of somebody and with your weight loss journey, Ethan Supley, Ethan uh, Supley, the guy who was from Boy Meets World and played in in all those movies who went on a weight loss journey as well, lost a massive amount of weight i feel like you look like him um <laughs> awesome. you lost a lot of weight how 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 big were you when when you were at, at your biggest and, and how much uh weight did you lose
6: uh dude at my biggest when i really this is another thing there is a teaching in mormonism that was for for the men the priesthood holders you know mm-hmm. which was forget yourself and go to work And that was really bad experience for me because it really hollowed me out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I was doing those midnight shifts and I was going to college and trying to do the YouTube, I was not taking care of myself. I was trying to take care of everything around me. Right. So I got up to 400 pounds at my worst and at my heaviest. And I lost, I've lost 175 of that uh, now. And so I have, you know, 30, 40 more pounds to go, but as far as physically, it's amazing. Like uh, what shocked me was, you know, I've got a couple of chickens and when I carry their chicken feet, I'm like, this is a 60 pound bag. And I'm like, two of these (laughs) bags together is not even what I lost. And I couldn't carry two of those on my shoulders now. Like, I don't even know how I walked around. It's, it's crazy. But uh, honestly, when I found, uh, when I found meditation, I did get a, a weight loss surgery where they removed part of my stomach. They didn't, totally re me Mm -hmm. they just resized my overblown stomach that i had grown out of proportion so they made it normal size again like it should have been and at that same time was right when my father passed away and i went through a bunch of stuff and i went into meditation and honestly what's helped me more than anything was the mindfulness because as soon as you put something in your in your mouth the level of of self-honesty and self-awareness of my own thought processes and motivations why am i behind it? Yeah, suddenly it's like, you know, you take the drink of the soda and it just tastes like chemicals, whereas before it was in a blind spot to me, it just was like a habit, you know. So now it's like I'm just way more self-aware on all those levels and and way more intuitive. So when I'm full, I'm way more self-aware and I stop rather than just habitual, you know, Mm -hmm. but meditation was big for me uh, with the weight loss, the self-honesty that came with that you
3: know? Yeah. And, uh, probably I'm sure you've looked into a little bit, you've heard it delayed gratification versus instant gratification, right? The snacks cakes and the Coke. Listen, if I feel good, I get, there's a high off of it. There's a sugar high. There's, you know, uh, nothing else matters right now while I'm eating this food. But then after you're like, why did I, why did I do that? Instant regret and instant gratification, you know?
6: Right. And real spiritual work and alchemy is the process of shifting out of like, you know, why, you know why why do i not like this and then doing the work to change that formula around to where you realize why you do like it like like we said finding your passion again realizing that your formula is bad doing the work to readjust that formula to where it's in the flow state again and you're doing what you're supposed to be you're mm-hmm. on the per- you're fulfilling your 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 ultimate purpose and, and that's going to come in all those aspects of life, whether it be your weight loss or whatever. And when you it, same as if you're having paranormal encounters or whether you find yourself at 400 pounds, they're all just different shadow demons that you're facing emotionally within yourself and things that you're clinging on to based on trauma at, at a certain level yep. that need healing. Yeah. And that's all part of it. As much as it's nuts and bolts, spaceships in the sky. Yeah. It has to do with the fact that you're holding on to an abusive issue that occurred in your childhood it's, it's all connected man it really is and people don't want to admit that i think that's why disclosure is more complicated is is the far reaching implications of it are so much deeper than people want to think
3: yeah and control yeah. the narrative you know of who or what it is you know if 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 if, if they came down to the truth of yes. what it was so many people would back out oh no i'm not trying to contact versions of ourselves from a million a million years who are coming back to warn us or something right there's that theory what if that was was all is all it is no spirituality it's us that have evolved and we've come back like i'm sure a lot of those people who think that it's something else or hope that it's something else they would they would give up they wouldn't they wouldn't do their work anymore but it's something that motivates them and And maybe us what if it wasn't spiritual maybe maybe i'd be upset and disappointed damn it i thought they were communicating telepathically because (laughs) yeah there's those people who tell you that the government has the technology to communicate telepathically with you from satellites in the sky that you're that you think are ufos yeah you can buy devices man
6: you can buy laser pad devices that are light grids that you actually can uh hook up to an app on your phone and you can project it at people sitting at the park or at a movie theater and they'll hear a sound or a song or you could pre-record a message or even pretend like it was the voice of god and you could point it at somebody within like 50 yards and, and you they would hear, hear it, it. It's just... they would hear it and think yeah. that they were hearing like a radio, and yeah. nobody around them could hear it. Yeah. So I mean, you can buy that stuff online, you know, you can it's not even illegal. So I'm sure that the government or extraterrestrials could have that. And For so sure. it is they probably it's such...
3: leaked it to us anyway. You know what
6: I'm <laughs> That's their technology. Yes so there so there is that too you know that's why i'm skeptical about it like when my father appears that's good though you know yeah and so i'm like it could be this it could be that it could be that and maybe there's truth to all of that that's why i consider myself a seeker like you an explorer of it Mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not convinced in trying to sell anybody that i know this or this is how to do it Mm -hmm. or this is what's going on and i've experienced it like this because i don't i don't even know you know Uh, if it's a holographic reality or a meditative reality, or if we're all just in the, the imagination of God, you know, he can free create everything without missing anything and know all things and be in all things and through all things and free create everything without anything out of place or ever missing if it was all just a meditation. And if that's the case, then nothing's really physical other than just an idea you know or a perception so i don't know what it really is we want to pin it down but yeah it really can't be it's just an experience that propels you forward towards an inevitability which is your own transcendental future and your own spiritual path you know yeah.
3: i yeah. mean you know we want to say what it is um we want to um Put a name on it, because once you name it, then it is. Mm-hmm. And it, even if it's not, it becomes that to you, and that's the consciousness we're talking about. Those aren't aliens; those are demons, brother. Be careful! What the hell are you guys doing? True has yeah. got an event where they they some they call demons to show up, you know. And, and if that's what you believe, that is your truth. It is real. Yeah, and you see them everywhere. Oh, yep. the, the government's reporting on demons now. Oh, everyone's reporting. Listen, those TikToks are out there. Those Christians who ufology is demonic to them and it's nothing else. And it could never be and it will never be. That's their reality. It could it can't be angelic because it was first mm-hmm. demonic to them. It, you know, right. the first time they were introduced to it was through a shock, scare video about the Nephilim who left heaven and came down to Earth to be with women. And so that's their truth. And that's right. what we're talking about, consciousness, because it is that thing to those people. People, mm-hmm. you know, I, I represent so much stuff. I'm a Christian. I'm a mystic. I'm this. I'm that. I'm a witch to some people. And they, like, what are you, man? You're trying to label. They want these labels to, to label me. And it's like, listen, I'm whatever you say I am
2: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And
3: yeah. Are you a witch? Are you a saint? Are you a sinner? I said, bro, I ain't no sinner. Yeah. Oh, so you're a saint? Yeah. Oh, I said, you know, okay, so you're better than everybody. Oh no, I didn't ever said that. Um, yeah. And then it's like, what are you? I said, bro, I'm all those things, bro. If whatever yeah. you think I am, that's what I become. The weird thing is, the Bible says I'm preaching. Uh, Paul says, become all things to all men so that you can win some of them. To those who are under the law, listen, sit under the law with them. To those who are free, to those who are in ufology, go study ufology. Whatever it is, yeah. become that so you can have some common ground to, hey, man, let me tell you what I think. Let me show, let me, you know, introduce myself. But God, God, even in the Old Testament, the name of God, Ahaya, mm-hmm. Ashar, Ahaya is the... Um, uh, Hebrew for what he told Moses to call him, I am. So what, right. what do I call you? Just tell him I am. You know, what does that mean? It says, it means I am what I am. Mm-hmm. Well, I need a name. Tell him I, I am and I will be whatsoever. I will be that name is like all inclusive. Right. And so we look at that in, in Jehovah and Yahweh has all these names. Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Nisi. And there's these different aspects of, of the one, different aspects right. of the one. i say, yeah, and and there's sacred namers who debate over the name. What is the real name of God? We need to find it mm-hmm. out because the Bible says you got to call upon that name. And then it's like, so, okay, well, it, that's too complicated. It doesn't matter the name. Let's just, let's agree on something else. Okay, if we're going there, does it matter if we call him Zeus? Can we mm-hmm. call him Astaroth? Like. Listen, he becomes that. God, whatever you think God is as a creative force in the universe, becomes whatever name you give it and whatever belief right. you have. That's the and that is creative force, a creator, and we are made in the image and the likeness of a magnificent creator that created all all of everything that we see. I don't know his name. I'm not privy to that, right? I'm right. privy to I'll be what you need me to be, bro. You need me to help pay your bills? Listen, trust me, I got you. You need inspiration? You want to make people laugh? Listen, I got you. Like I'm the source of inspiration. The word inspiration comes from spirit, to inspire, to respiratory, spire. All of those words are linked together. God is inspiration. God is light and love. In him, there is no darkness. It is ever expanding and more inclusive than we could ever know. So I think we should be more of that as well
6: yeah i agree it's that expansive awareness ultimately you know as you tap into that and explore within yourself whether it be trying to reach out to that other dimension or the other entities or the spirit realm or to god itself like nothing can exist outside of god ultimately and so whichever way you're trying to dial the radio you're going to get one of God's signals, which is (laughs) infinite and the all it's, you know, as so above, so below, but not me, not me. Well, Jesus came right, was here. And, you know, and said, I am that I am, I am the father one. Mm -hmm. He is me and I am him, you know, and, and he was trying to say to Peter too, come out on the boat and be with me. And, and you, you are too. It's, it's this awareness of self-realization of that here that I am with all my flaws and problems and I am just as equally not separate a part of the manifestation of God's work as a supernova somewhere out in the universe. And if he He looks upon me and you and every little dumb thing that we do, even clipping our toenails, as just as interesting as a volcano erupting or whatever, because it's all omnipresent, a part of, of it. And as so above, so below, we are it. He is us, and we are him or her or you can't even put a label to it like you said uh maybe it's the moment everything. you
3: do becomes idolatry you begin to right, worship a, that thing you're like oh that's the box that it comes in
6: this you is know? why it becomes formless and nameless becomes mm-hmm. this omnipresent just kind of like a feeling an epiphany of wonderment you know where you have to let go of words because you realize those names and labels were all designed and put in there when you were a kid and taught to you by teachers and stuff. Before that, it's all just there. It's all just it's this. It's even the computer, the microphone, the space in between, and the stuff that you don't like about it. It's the chores that you have coming up. You, nothing can be not part of what is. Nothing can yeah. be out of place from what is. And if you do believe in God and that he's actually all of it, in control of it then that includes you and all the stuff that you don't even like about yourself and all the embarrassing things that have happened to you all of it are part of him or it the all uh, as so as so above so below and maybe our definition of god as being this perfect thing isn't correct maybe our idea of god of being perfect is that perfection is something that is fractured, or has things to do and has, uh, you know, likes to go camp in the dirt and smoke pot once in a while or something. And that's more perfect than this Mm -hmm. label that we give of perfection and our definition of it in our vernacular, you know?
3: Yeah, I see. I like words. I'm a definition guy. I like to break them down and more meaning and what was really being said, especially in the Bible. Once you start breaking down words, you're like, wow, that was not what it it didn't mean. Like, it, it says the word God but it was actually talking about a ghost. It says the word God, but it was talking about an angel, you know, it it uses the word angel, but it was talking about the apostle Paul being a messenger. It's the same word. Wow.
6: So like and God could make the Bible perfectly clear. God could make it perfectly clear like that retroactively throughout time could say, you know, I'm going to clear this up and everybody would get it. Why is it such a mystery? Why is it such a puzzle? because the incompleteness makes, creates the energy of the seeker. You know, if you are already whole and already perfect and already infinitely there and had arrived that's why I call my show, the arrival Mm -hmm. with Carl, if you already had arrived, the first thing that you would do infinitely would be completely bored in that field of perfection. Yeah. And you would want to know like, well, what else is there that I have, you know, and that in and of itself would, Perpetuating the word and the creation and yeah. the big bang all over again, you know, and a big thing, and you'd find yourself right here on That's a podcast. Contemplation. <laughs> yeah, man, it's
3: contemplation. You know, it's going deeper and deeper and deeper into everything that we mentioned. We mentioned a whole bunch: spirituality, ufology, following your dreams, manifesting your reality. All of them, they all have. You can hold a magnifying glass up to to all of it and be enamored for the rest of your life. We get to do it with all of it. You know again words i love words you know um, and they mean different things to different people obviously angel doesn't mean good guys demon doesn't mean bad guys you know but for many people the majority it does you know it's a good good demon good angels and bad angels angels and demons or right there's so much nuance god there's only one god right well not not in the bible that's used as literally is plural like many like angels were called gods like literally ghost were it called the gods g- ghost the spirit of someone said so a god showed up before me no it's a different word yeah. and it triggers people you know our expression that we get to, we try to say hey we're coming to do a CE5 initiative and blah 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 listen it's probably not even a CE5 i don't Because they got a brand on that. There's a stamp on it. Listen, are you summoning UFOs? Well, we just kind of ask. I like the word summoning. It's sexy. But we just kind of ask, hey, you guys out there, I want to say hello. And the vocabulary, for me being an artist and one who's studied in theology and philosophy, it's um, like I said earlier, we're saying the same things, but just using different words And I like the fact that we can use all of them Yeah, and we can trade out words and stuff, but it, but some people stumble under that, under that freedom, you know?
6: Yeah. And even when you're not stumbling with it, you find some new thing. Like maybe you're like, wow, incense, when I burn incense, that really helps me, you know? Mm -hmm. But after a while, just like anything, the incense will slowly like not be as effective, you know? Mm -hmm. And part of the beauty of it is the fact that, things become ineffective, keep you looking around and realizing that what you thought you found and what you thought you had and what was the truth at this particular moment, Mm -hmm. yes, it was, yes, it was, but also the attachment to that is false and maybe not a good idea. So as you're using a particular tool that got you to a particular point on your journey, ultimately those tools become like stumbling blocks Uh, and cobbles on your progress because you're doing things a very old way or in a routine with no meaning now and the what was this powerful tool becomes just a routine or what was a um a very deep spiritual ritual just becomes like uh something you gotta do every morning before you go to work you know Uh, and 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 so the i Yeah. yeah a routine again just the mindless trivial thing. It loses the depth of meaning. And so uh, this is where I, I have more of a problem with the conformity where some people need that. They'll go to an organized religion and they need that because they just feel lost with no direction and they just have no idea where to go. But once you've maybe been there or been in a particular organization or a structured system, to get out of that, to me, feels like being at the buffet. I'm like, I can try incense i can try looking into a crystal ball i'll go try kala chakra i'll look into different aspects of the paranormal or ufology and you don't
3: have to wear it out because you got so many on your buffet it's like listen i don't have to fill up on steak because there's steak and mashed potatoes and vegetables wow you got vegetables too
6: And then what you realize, what's amazing is you're like, okay, I was fed just nothing but like chicken my whole life, McDonald's chicken, (laughs) McDonald's or whatever. Yeah. And you realize that, wait, so if I go here and eat this and this and this, and this, these are all part of a food group we call protein. And they're all actually kind of one whole thing. And over here is vegetables and over here is this, and they all have a role to play in in a meal, you know, instead of just this one thing. Yeah. And that's what's amazing about it is this idea of feeling like, this is the way CE five is the method, or this is how you do it, or taking mushrooms is the method or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. They're all, they're just different approaches, but I guarantee you, it is repeatable. And there are, are certain things, you know, like, but again, there's tolerances as well, even in this, uh, um, psychedelic world, yeah. you have to continually take more and more, or you want to try this or do a heroic dose suddenly, because it's not enough, you know? And so ultimately, the tools that you're using are just that. And if you get hung up on it being the way, then uh, then I think you're selling yourself short on the whole journey that, yeah, that is a way. But then also this is a way and this is a way. And wow, it's also connected to that. And you see the whole big picture come together. And what you realize is you're looking at like a tapestry of reality and spiritualism. and. Uh, On the back side of the tapestry or the stitching, you see all the ugliness and the knots and where the thread has to go over here and then loop over here and it looks like a mess. But when you flip it over and have those moments of arrival, you see the bigger picture kind of the way that God sees it or according to the whole plan. And you see this beautiful picture come out of it and, and the meaning and the connections and the coincidences that all came out of that. And then all those things that you thought were traumas. Or bad things or scary things or demons were part of that stitching that made this beautiful image on the front that brought you to where you are now that's your life and so yeah that's your life and so uh getting hung up on just one stitch on the back like that's the best thing Uh, you're missing the whole picture you're missing the whole beautiful canvas the whole it's like getting stuck on one key on the keyboard (laughs) you're gonna miss the whole song you know it is what you say it is you know because how many people
3: would only see the back and leave and "Ah, that don't even look like anything well i'm not finishing you haven't seen me flip it yet because when you flip it it's actually really cool you know they didn't get to see the finished product you know it's part of the process of creating it you know and it is what you say it is we've been kind of on that meme for a while tonight and um you know i'm
4: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family.
0: VTW Group. No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
3: The, the trauma. I'm open for change. I'm not even married to my religion. You know what I'm saying? I'm married. Like this is what I use to express it. I've studied it. It helps me. I, I, I know why it does because I'm a broken, scared little kid. But I have a, a father and a friend and an advocate. I have it because I believe I do. Damn yeah. the religion outside of that. If you don't believe it, it's null and void. It has no power. If you believe it, yeah. it has all the power. I, I understand my connection with my beliefs. And so, yeah, you can change the names, places, phrases, and people, and even names of the gods. I don't care. You got to find a system that works and work it. And it becomes what I say it is. And it serves me and it helps me. And it gives me vocabulary to explore, mm. to, you know, to uh, it gives me ritual. You know, you're talking about yeah. burning incense and lighting sage or meditating. Listen, yeah. if, it, if we only had one, it would get boring and it wouldn't be holy anymore because you you would run it in, in, in the ground. You'd run it through the dirt. What makes something holy is it's sacred and it's it's it. you don't have to wear it out. We have more. So when it comes mm-hmm. to spiritual practice, even within the Bible, all of this stuff is in there. I can show you like we got so much. We can burn sage. We can fast. We can pray we can do this, we can do that, we can stargaze. And the cool thing about this realm of being more inclusive is that you are in front of the buffet. You know, I can pick and choose. So I don't have to know just eat mushrooms to have a spiritual encounter. No, that's an option. But if you don't take that back to your meditation and figure out how to incorporate it into your life, you probably missed the point anyway. Um, Right. Any of it. So not to be hung up on that, but even with even that beauty is in the eye of the beholder you give it a name mm-hmm. it becomes that um, I'm not married to the religion I'm not married to my encounter that brought me into what I'm doing today I don't know what that was I was four or five years old I don't know I think it's this this is what it seemed like this is the result you, you know I'm still studying trying to figure it out that's why I'm interviewing people that are experts yeah. in in these realms or or have a piece of the puzzle anyway. To try to figure it out but you know the the rug if it gets pulled under me from under me that you know those aren't angels that you're talking to that they are a government experiment or they are demons okay wow i didn't know it was a really fun ride though and i learned a lot and i had a lot of fun you know doing it i'm not married to the outcome um but the experience is everything the journey there was i want you to watch me send wolves and, and, and message yeah. me, hit me on Instagram, whatever, while everybody yeah. listening, go watch it, and then let's talk. There was a, um, maybe we'll do an episode on it, on Mesa and the Wolves. We need to, because it's powerful, especially in, cool. our, in our realm. But I had a guy on here. Have you ever seen um, Jesus Camp, the documentary? Yeah, okay. I have. So there's a documentary called Jesus Camp where these kind of people went to what seemed to be like an extremist, uh, charismatic youth, youth group. And Mm -hmm. and uh, and it was it was a youth camp, you know, and and that's a big thing in the South youth camp, like all the kids go and learn about the Bible and with other teenagers Mm -hmm. and go swimming and archery and all that kind of stuff. And so they took a camera crew and filmed it and they did a documentary on this this youth camp. But when they did the editing, they added like scary music. They did weird pans into the kids' faces and they made it seem like really culty for sure. And maybe it was, but the music and the way it was shot definitely (laughs) added to it. Well, I had had the main character on here, this kid named Levi O'Brien. And I hit him up, you know, years after we did an episode, and it was cool to meet with him and talk to him and see where he is now with faith and all that after the documentary and get his take. I mean, they they made fun of him in the in the documentary on like, you know, Jay Leno or all those big talk shows and stuff. And after going through that scrutiny, that causes trauma to hear Jay yeah. Leno make fun of you and stuff. Like, yeah, that messes with you. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying, Bill Maher and all that. I had him on here. There was a there was a preacher in in the documentary by the name of Lou Engle he's real charismatic he prays and he rocks when he prays and a generation shall arise a generation yeah. of God's messengers he's a pretty cool guy like he's really fun to watch and he's passionate and so he comes and speaks at the kids youth youth camp and Levi took a liking to him he was just enamored oh my this powerful man of God Levi was probably 10. He's really looking at him and yeah. he's like, wow, man, this guy is really loves the Lord. Man, he hears from God and he's a, a prophet and I want to be just like him. And he has a talk with him. He meets, he meets the preacher, the prophet guy, and he's like, I want to pray for you, young man. And he just blesses him and says, hey, you know, God's got a plan for your life. And it really touches the kid. Well, years removed after the documentary and all that, I had him on the show, Levi O'Brien. And I got a friend of mine. Who does a really good impersonation of lou engel the preacher and, and he, he we did it we do it jokingly my son's a nazarite and he just goes in this rant and i'm like man you sound just like him i was like bro won't you call in and we'll mess with levi you know and just you know we'll tell him it's a joke and yeah. so he said, all right i'll do it i'll do it so we're on the podcast he calls <laughs> in and he starts talking to. Uh, I thought we got a caller on the line. Uh, this is Lou Engle, the the famous preacher. Yeah. Oh my God, Lou! Welcome to the podcast, man. I want to speak to Levi. <laughs> Levi, it's oh, a good no. man of God. I see the call on your life, and he's like, he gets super excited. Oh my God, uh, Lou! You, you you called in. Wow, thank you. I always believed in your son, and when you do a prank like that. The the really cool thing to do is to go far left, and then bring hey, it back yeah. to center. So my right. buddy's like, "Hold on, hold on, I'm ordering food at McDonald's." He's like, "I'll have a number four,
6: <laughs> add the ketchup." <laughs>
4: yes, right. add
3: ketchup. What? What do you guys want? And they, okay, uh, you guys, here I'm back. I'm back. So it was really funny. But kid was he was still starstruck. He's like, "Wow," right. and, uh, and he prayed for him. I think over the air. But he was so caught up in the moment, I was like, oh, wow, we can't tell them this is, him this is a joke. We can't. He's going to be let right. down. The kid is like, his eyes are, oh my God, my favorite pastor called in, and I think it's him. So he ends up hanging up, and I'm like, uh, thank you, Lou. Yeah, wow, man. And, and the kid just the whole, wow, I can't believe it. I can't believe <laughs> Lou called in. And oh, it was just no. blown. We yeah. end the episode and I talked to my friend, Drew. I was like, Drew, man, what do we do, bro? He's you like, yeah, you, too good? You, you can't tell him, man. So you, you forgot to pull him. the rip card. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was just convinced. And so, like I'm thinking, in Levi's head, in his head, his favorite preacher called into a show. Listen, we talk about New Age, we talk about UFOs, aliens. Um, <laughs> a lot of Christians won't come on my show. I'm a Christian. Right. I talk about the Bible. We talk about all kinds of stuff, but a lot of Christians won't do this show. And maybe Levi was like, you know what? I'm not doing that show. That guy talked about plant medicines and, and had aliens and ET communication. No, I'm not doing that. But he did it anyway. And so maybe he shows up at a, at a church one day and he says yes to his calling and he tells a story. You guys, I almost backed out of a podcast episode with this new age guy, but the <laughs> Lord said, do it. I got something in it for you. So I... I gave him my word and i did it anyway i showed up to the the podcast and would you know it that lou engel called in and he prayed a prayer over my life and he called (laughs) and inspired me and called me back into the ministry and i'm doing what i'm doing today because of a phone call from lou engel guys i wanted to back out of this show i was uncomfortable i knew the guy believed in aliens But I did it anyway. And Lou Engel called in, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm here today because of that phone call. Uh, To him, it don't matter if it was a spirit being or literally a shadow of a car passing by that, you know, the headlights came through the window, made it look like a being in the room. You know, it is what we say it is. Take it to your grave. That's your experience and nobody can take from you. You know, there's I could probably try to talk him out and tell him, hey, man, uh, I got to come clean, dude. I feel bad that we did that. No, no, no. He probably there's a a reality that exists that he would probably not even believe me. No, no, no. Or or he believes me and gets pissed off and becomes a drug addict. Like that's a reality, too, that could happen. Right. You lied to me. My life is a lie.
6: (laughs) You know, right. It is what you say it is. Ultimately, it's all a mirror. It's all a big reflection. You know, how he took that phone call ultimately is just a big reflection. If somebody else was there and you did the same thing and they didn't, they weren't religious or they didn't care who that preacher was, it wouldn't matter to them at all. Might as well have been a stranger call in. But to him, yes. reflectively yes. and as a mirror, boom, his eyes pop open. Whoa, he's blown away. This has a big impact on him. This is super deep, you know, and it's the same, like whether it's a spiritual experience or a demonic experience or UFO experience or whatever, how you want to slice it up in the end, you can't escape the fact that whether it was a a real physical encounter or not, or what, whether you were duped or not, (laughs) it was ultimately every time is going to be a mirror and a reflection of your perceptions and awareness and what you believe and anticipate and how much you believe it you know uh and so it is it, you can't separate it from your own perceptions and and desires and anticipations and all of that you're going to fill in those gaps all the way you what know the backstory gap- and everything
3: <laughs> yeah
6: you'll gaslight yourself and have it make sense or whatever <laughs> with your anticipations you know um but yeah ultimately the the biggest thing is of whether if he gets out of it what he needs to, and then if he realizes that it, it wasn't real, if he can grow from that too, from that. And that's the way it all goes, you know, right when you think you've got it and you're like, oh, this was awesome, I finally figured out, I got my dream job, you know, then uh give it a couple of years and you're getting laid off because of a pandemic or this or that, or the industry shifts. And so don't, you know, you, part of the problem is just how much we cling to and attached to when we think we've got it, or we think we have the answers, you know. Uh, some of the fun of it is not knowing. Some of what's so amazing about the journey of life and the experiences is the unknown. If you already had all of the answers, and you knew everything, you would be God, and you'd probably be bored out of your mind, you know what I mean? I think it's amazing to have a little mystery and have things mm-hmm. that are unknown and have that uh, the mystery go on at some level but have it all feel like a at a certain level is a big trust fall and it's going to be okay too
3: i remember you know watching the wizard of eyes the the wizard of oz and it was all this big we're off to see the wizard until you find out the wizard's a little old man hiding behind a curtain he's like oh don't you ever step onto me he's working the machines and controls and it killed the magic yeah it killed the magic i remember being Eight nine years old, die hard ninja turtle fan dude, die hard Ninja <laughs> Turtles, bro, I loved them, but I remember watching the movie, and I literally thought I was watching the real Ninja Turtles, like the cartoon was the fake ones, but the movie is like they literally got the Ninja Turtles to be in the movie <laughs> like I got right, that's, yeah. that's my imagination, it was really them until I was watching behind the scenes, and they showed them take the and heads God. off yeah now. It's a dude, oh my God, and I'm like everything I believed was a lie, you know, or go into the fair and you see the you know the 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 person wearing the costume and they take their heads off. no, yeah, it's a it's an old black man, you know playing you know Clifford the big red dog. I thought he was real, Scruff McGrath yeah. or whatever it's <laughs> <His name is laughs> like, man, it kills the magic, and so we would want we'd
6: rather stick our heads in the dirt to maintain the magic. yeah exactly right we don't want it to be a mirror we don't want it to be us or a reflection of ourselves or our own subconscious problems or anything like that you know we'd much rather be foreign or alien or yeah something or other demons. dimensional or other <laughs> demons yeah because you and gotta figure it out it's both it's both yeah it's all interconnected whether you like it or not it's going to make you face one side of the yeah. tapestry or the other and when you're when you don't like it it's like looking at the back side of the stitching and then when you do seem to like it it's like looking at the front side but they're both simultaneous you know they're both mm. going on at the same time even like your experience of uh, realizing now you know when they take the the mask off and you're like wait the ninja turtles is just a dude now it's a funny story you get to tell in your adulthood and the trauma of it is a good laugh you know you get to tell people and so it just goes back and forth and what we think is so awful now mm-hmm. is part of a puzzle that completes us later on, you know?
3: Well, let's look at wrestling. <laughs> have you seen that <laughs> clip? And they're at a uh, they're at a, a gym at some high school and there's these like wrestling guys doing an interview and they ask a, a guy in a crowd, ask a question and they're like, uh, sir, we have a question from this guy up here. And he's like this devout wrestling fan and he looks oh, yeah. at all the guys on stage and he's like, <laughs> It's still real to me, damn it! It's, damn still, it's, real. Real. it's still real. It's real. and they're like, hey, it's a, it's okay. Are you insinuating that it's fake? Uh, no, not everybody believes that, you know. But it's like, listen, I know it's fake, but I'm still gonna act like it's real. When we go to haunted houses, listen, it's Halloween time, and like, you go to a haunted house. I know those aren't real demons. I know those, are, those are kids. You know, a friend of mine got a lawsuit put on him because he went to a uh haunted house at uh, um, somewhere at, at Disney, and he punched somebody. They scared him, and he punched him. I said, "Bro, that's a kid, dude." He went yeah. to jail. Like he got yeah. assault charge. He hurt the person. It's like, come on, you didn't know. Yeah, we like to pretend, but like it was too real for you. So yeah, the, right. the the idea of the mask, and you can become whatever that is with when that mask is on, when that name is on. That when I, now he is a Ninja Turtle. Every, mm. in, in everyday life, he's Joe Schmo, nobody knows him. But when he gets into character, nobody knew who I cared about who I was until I put on the mask. I got a whole okay. documentary that I put together, just a, a video that I, you guys got to watch about channeling and about wearing the mask and and being able to uh, become something that you're not, you know, and, uh, yeah. and the power that it gives people when when they tap into the mask. And even though we know it's fake. Yeah, when it's on TV and it's shot at the right angle, and I know that they cut themselves at first. I remember seeing. Why well, I used to be a wrestling fan when I was a kid, but I seen the Undertaker pull out they a uh, a razor. Yeah, he pulled out a razor and he just barely did this as he was, and he did that. And I said, "Oh, he Stingy. just cut himself, and it, and yeah. it started bleeding already." But when somebody punches it, then it bleeds. Oh God! Mm. Oh, they didn't punch him and cause him to bleed. He he cut himself you know and so it kills the magic you know we'd rather have not seen that yeah would we definitely you know I don't know both some things because it's hard to go back to the innocence of being a kid that really thought that was a ninja turtle
6: but it's still in me I'm still that kid you know and and we still we still do that now like how we name and label ourselves just like we say we shouldn't name and label all the things out here and identify it but we're really quick to do that say i'm this i'm that i'm the other or whatever and and, uh sometimes we maybe need to let go of that too Mm. you know yeah so we sit there and you know you uh get hung up on your own identities and and really it's about the growth you don't have to abandon or reject the realization because spiritual awakening isn't something that feels like uh going to the spa you know and getting a massage what it feels like is crawling up out of a grave from through the dirt by by your knuckles you know Mm -hmm. it feels like a devastating realization it feels like a death of what you thought was true and realizing that it wasn't you know it's an undoing most of the time Mm -hmm. um spiritual awakening, uh, enlightenment, advaita, all these realizations, the spiritual path, ultimately the reason why people sit in their little comfort zone and they just do their little routine is because when you really push against the walls of it, it pushes back. And when you start to say, well, what really is true, you uh, it unravels what you thought was true. All those perceptions burst on you and fall to pieces and what you leaned on for truth sometimes collapses and you have to are suddenly left alone a lot of times in the wake of that uh to try and pick up the pieces and to find what really still remains there so i think a lot of times that spiritual growth like you said like paul on the road Mm -hmm. his awakening was like a near death you know uh, facing hell and destruction and abandonment Mm -hmm. by god completely like tossed in the river of sticks and being struck blind. You yeah, know? I mean, but, it, and so, but it's what it meant to him,
3: because people had yeah. visions and people what passed by Jesus all the time. But and he was, nailed was to, he was somebody who he was
6: whipped and scourged and nailed to a cross mm-hmm. even, you know, and so we, we want it to be, you know, chocolate dipped strawberries in a foot rub, you know, and feel mm-hmm. like, wow, when I had an epiphany, now I've learned something and my life is better off. But the truth is. How it usually occurs is, well wow, i've had an epiphany and what i realized is what i thought was true is total bullshit. And now I've got to deal with the mess of that and pick up the yeah. pieces because I realized I've been living a lie or I've been teaching the wrong things or hurting people and I didn't realize it. Or, oh my gosh, this thing that I thought was true is innately embedded with prejudice and racism or something. And I didn't even yeah. know it. Yep. And so you have to suddenly unravel and undo all that. And it can feel like pulling thorns out of your soul. you know. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times people. have. They don't want to look at the shadow figure and talk to it in the corner they just go and they want to cast it out they freak out and they panic they don't want the demons to show up they don't want any of that involvement at all they just want to stay in their safe space you know but when you push against that you go up to the edge of the walls and you test the barriers uh you know you're gonna you're gonna have some undoing and and there's alchemy, it's gonna rip you up to, up to pieces and put you back together again and you're gonna come out a different person, yeah. you know? It's inevitable, it's gonna reshape you completely from the inside out when you go down these paths. If you really take it sincerely as a seeker, you yeah. cannot use the same tools forever. You have to constantly reinvent and grow because you're going from like a caterpillar to a butterfly or from a seed into a, to a tree, you know? Mm-hmm you cannot stay in the shadows of the dirt. You have to crawl up. It's about perception.
3: You know, what do yeah. you think that is? What is that, you know, that caterpillar, this something scary bug that becomes a butterfly. You know, it right. is what you call it. You know, the stories of all those people in the Bible too, who encountered Jesus, right? They passed by the Messiah, right? Um, they had labels on them that they were like, okay. Cause some, somebody put that label on them. Okay. That's the crippled. That's the mm-hmm. woman that has the issue of blood she's got a she's got internal bleeding that's the the man with the withered hand. he's not going to be able to ever use his hand again you know, and right. so they they receive that as their reality they receive okay, you're the prostitute you're the yeah. you're the tax collector we don't like tax permanent
6: collection. label here permanent label there permanent label there until yep.
3: they passed by again everybody passed by Jesus there was people who passed by Jesus kept walking whatever. But the person who, you know, needed something and he was that thing that they needed. He he represented infinite potential. He represented there's a version of you that exists out there where you can use that hand. There's a version of you out there that exists that is not a crazy demon possessed person who bites itself and cuts itself. There's a version of you that holds down a great job and has a family that you're not banished to an island as a madman, but you get your sanity back and move on and this is transcending
6: the labels stepping mm. out right yeah i agree it's just that changing of awareness and the perception the acceptance It's there's something about it that has to do with permission giving yourself and allowing yourself the permission to accept it you know that what we a lot of times say is a lack of faith is really just like that fear you know just that innate fear like uh of we don't really want it to happen we say we do but we don't just like we say like i wish i could win the lottery but really when that money comes in your plate you're like oh shit i'm gonna go to jail i don't know what to do with all this and you panic you know <laughs> so i think i think people go on a spiritual path and they they want to do stuff but innately they've got an anchor dragon behind them too because they're hesitant and they're afraid and it is hard it can be devastating it can Uh, awakening can kind of tear you down too at the same time but you have to know better on the on the deeper side of it you have to realize that even when you're going through the hard parts that those are temporary and you'll come out the other side you know refined if you if you keep that perspective that's that's those
3: stories that's the meaning that's the alchemy right yeah you know that you can transcend it that you're not those things that you thought you were the infinite possibility is there that listen you're not just a um, youth worker you're not just those things you are and you mm-hmm. can be those things that you dream about and that they plague yeah. you in your dreams until they become a reality so yeah, um, alchemize it and bring it out man we can keep going brother and we're going to continue this conversation on your podcast you're going to have me yeah. on there we've got it booked already go ahead and let people know where they can follow your work check out your podcast and everything that you're bringing to the table go ahead and plug your stuff man and uh, we'll call it evening
6: go ahead and do that You bet, bro. So yeah, uh, you can look me up if you like this kind of content over on Carl Vibe on YouTube, Instagram, all over the place. And then the Carl the Crusher is where I do a lot of the family stuff and also go out in the field and do it for real. So I don't just sit and talk about it. I actually go and do it, whether it be (laughs) paranormal or haunted locations or cryptid sites or UFO stuff. Uh, I'm not afraid to get strange or weird and real with it and go right into it because yeah i want to know i want to experience it so check it out i've got a link tree with all of it you can go find me there that'd be awesome good stuff good stuff man thanks for coming on thanks
3: for hanging out and yeah don't be so hard on yourself about the about the toy videos and stuff man you're bringing joy to people man You're, you're, (laughs) you're giving you know that's that goes a long way making people laugh and telling jokes and sometimes it's what we do with with the paranormal people want to be serious all the time but trust me when we're able to let our hair down and just be ourselves it is the best you know give them something different but yeah everything you've done and everything you brought to the table has prepared you for this next step in your life has since Mm. the beginning and and it's the same thing now carl Mm. thanks for coming on hanging out with me man really enjoyed it let's connect and watch that watch that documentary hit me up tomorrow
6: i will thanks man
3: it's been a pleasure truth this is really fun all right brother thank you so much we'll do it again very soon take it easy brother shalom shalom good night shalom peace all right ladies and gentlemen that does it for this episode of the truth seeker podcast make sure that you uh check out carl's work his videos subscribe to his podcast because that's probably where you'll get the notification when we go live and i'll be over there and and the tables will turn i did a lot of talking you know i I, i don't have nobody to talk to about this stuff i wait for the podcast and wow you know find common ground with people and build and i really enjoyed it a lot of stuff in common we're seekers man there's a lot of a lot of commonality but make sure you subscribe to his channel check out my patreon check out my website we got a bunch of stuff coming to the table truthseeker.com patreon.com backslash truth peace and shalom everybody
4: Well, that does it for this episode folks to hear more episodes of the truth seeker podcast head over to Truthseeker.com. and if you're wanting to support the show and get rewards go to our patreon page at patreon.com forward slash truth seeker
5: with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere